The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi. It's Pat Gray. 888-933-93. All these different phone numbers from these different shows in different places. Uh, very confusing. Very confusing. So I'm given I'm given the radio phone number on this show, this show's phone number on the radio show. I don't know which end is up anymore. And we don't even remember regular phone numbers as it is. Uh, right. In our daily lives. So. I, I couldn't tell you one. I, I don't think. I might know my wife's and that's it. Beyond that, I, I don't know any other number because you just push a button now. Mm-hmm. Modern technology, I tell you. Uh, like the guy was saying on the radio show when I filled in for Glenn today, uh, well, if he would have had a bolt action, if the Las Vegas shooter would have had a bolt action rifle, there'd be less people killed. Well, yeah. And if we he had to take a stagecoach to Vegas from his house in Mesquite, he oh. might have not even have made it on time. Yeah, the I don't con- know. Concert would have been over by then. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, some people are, well, stupid. Man, there's no way around it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no way around it. Some unanswered questions brought up by Zero Hedge. 16 of them that I've, I found some of them fairly interesting and some of the others have been sort of dealt with and put to rest. Uh, one of the things that they said was the, the photos of his hotel room. A lot of people are saying, well, there's a suicide note. Apparently that wasn't a suicide note. Mm. Additional shooters. People heard uh, shots from close range and then from further away happen right after each other. Well, the further away sound was an echo. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a second shooter. Uh, Why did law enforcement officers discuss uh, another suspect on the fourth floor? Probably because that happens every single time in the chaos. And then it turns out there was no second shooter. Um, Now, John Rappaport has said that it's impossible for a guy like Stephen Paddock to kill and wound 573 people in less than five minutes. Uh, It's about 10 minutes, but regardless, um, with the kinds of weapons that he allegedly used. Is that true? I don't know. I don't, I'm not a weapons expert, so I, I don't know if that's true that you couldn't, it's that it's unusual. The guy had rapid fire weaponry there and he just sprayed it into an, to an audience of 22,000 people. So couldn't be that hard, but they said it needs, you need to have some kind of training and endurance to operate these things like that. And he had no military background. Wasn't a gun guy at all. Supposedly. I don't know. Maybe his uh, brother didn't know him as well as he thinks he did. And I think that's pretty clear actually. Um, Why, what, why was now this question is legitimate. And I, I really hope they track this down. One woman in the crowd and her boyfriend or husband made their way all the way to the front of the venue. And then she started messing with some woman's hair and then started screaming, you're all going to effing die tonight. And she kept doing that. And security escorted her out. She needs to be tracked out because he ordered room service for two. 
And some people are speculating maybe she was the second person, the person that went through the crowd screaming, you're all, you're all going to die. I don't know. That one is really strange. Why did it take law enforcement authorities 72 minutes to get into his hotel room? That's another weird one. I don't know the answer to that, although they may have thought that the door was wired with explosives, so they were taking their time and, and being careful since the shooting had stopped for some time. Um, why did he wire $100,000 to the Philippines? That seems to be just money for his girlfriend, Mary Lou Danley. He was on... Uh, antidepressants so did that contribute i don't think so because this is too meticulously planned over too long a period of time to assume that it was medication that just made him snap uh another question they ask is why was isis so eager to take responsibility for this attack and why was the fbi so quick to dismiss that connection well they always do yeah they always do every single time the fbi says no there's no evidence of islamic terrorism why did he move so frequently? No idea. I guess he had 27, 27 different places during his lifetime. Maybe he was at one time in radio because that happens. <laughs> I was just about to say, man, <laughs> I'm not know. far behind that number. Why were nearly all the exits out of the concert venue completely blocked? Hmm. In essence, the concert trapped the people, preventing them from escaping and denying them the ability to seek cover. From there, sustained full auto gunfire is almost impossible to survive. Um, were the concert venue exits blocked? I, I, you know, they kind of, they walled off an area there because they want people to pay to get in. So you have to have some kind of barrier. I, I, I don't, I really don't know about the uh, blocking escape routes. And why was a country music festival chosen as target? Was the goal to kill as many Trump supporters and other conservatives as possible? Now that, maybe. Maybe. I, I don't know. But some interesting questions and some that, that have already kind of been addressed. Meanwhile, the late night talk show hosts continue to go crazy over, over gun control. Uh, this was Jimmy Kimmel. Last night saying, now is the time to talk about gun control. I do want to say something to these nuts who spent most of the day today on television and online attacking those of us who think we need to do something about the fact that 59 innocent people were killed. They say it's inappropriate to be talking about it because it's too soon. Well, maybe it's too soon for you because deep down inside, you know, in your heart, you know, you bear some responsibility for oh, the fact that almost up. anyone can get any weapon oh, they want. And now you want to cover yourself until the storm of outrage passes. Ugh, you can go back to your man. dirty business as usual. But it's not too soon for us because we're Americans. And last time I checked, the First Amendment is at least as important mm. as the Second Amendment. So we really talk about it. And shame on you for suggesting we do otherwise. Wow. These guys use the Constitution only when it's convenient for them. Just pathetic. Oh, maybe you're exploiting this controversy, this no. tragedy, only for ratings purposes. Is that possible, Jimmy Kimmel? Is that why you want to talk about it so soon? Maybe you are just trying to capitalize on this unbelievable, unspeakable tragedy and and profit from it. Maybe that's the case with you. I just I don't have. Time he really for these likes the He anymore. likes the First Amendment, but boy, the mm. Second Amendment is a nice, strong backstop behind that. Yeah. To, to ensure that you keep the First Amendment, Jimmy. That's crazy. Triple eight 
933-93. Also, we got to get into the uh, Colin Kaepernick thing, who really kicked off this NFL protest. Everybody's saying, well, it's not about the flag. It's it's not about the country. It's it's about uh, people making a statement about civil rights and social justice. Mm, no, not if you go back and listen to what Colin Kaepernick said initially. We'll get into that uh, coming up. Also, the Puerto Rican mayor was wearing a T-shirt yesterday to her interviews that said nasty across the front of it. Ugh. Yeah, man. Does anybody have any dignity anymore? Can we be professional at all? Uh, I, you know, she's had this she's had this feud with Donald Trump going on in the media, and so she showed up at a uh, at her press conference and her interviews with the word "nasty" across the front of a T-shirt. How are they still making <sighs> T-shirts in Puerto Rico? That's a good question. I mean, this can't I, even get water. I thought it was completely devastated, but yet apparently the one place on the island that still has power and all, everything they need is the they t-shirt still factory. Churn out new t-shirts. That's great. Okay. <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> oh man. Uh Keith in in Louisiana. Hi, you're on the Blaze. Yeah, man. Uh, I was calling uh I got a theory that's almost conspiracy, uh, but maybe this guy was uh, far left, and maybe he was for gun control. Maybe he did this to force the government to pass legislation and to force a discussion to make it so horrible that people would want hmm. more gun control. I think that's unlikely, but you know, I, I don't know. Nobody knows what motivated. Appreciate the call, Keith, but. Uh, it was, he, you know, he killed all these people and then he doesn't, and they killed himself, so he's not around to experience yeah. the discussion for himself. I, yeah, it, it seems pretty extreme for a guy who just wants gun control. I, I don't know. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed uh, coming up. We got to tell you about to also about the uh, woman who is going to jail over not vaccinating her nine-year-old child. That's an interesting story. As is the FDA coming down on a Massachusetts bakery because they list one of the ingredients on their granola bars as love. <laughs> the FDA has decided that love is not a real ingredient in food. So they have to take that off. Your tax dollars at work. <laughs> what a waste of time. Wow. Uh, Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Oh, also uh, a great, a great clip. In fact, let's play that right now before the break. A great clip of Cam Newton at a press conference uh, talking about his wide receivers, and uh, one of the reporters asks him this: the physicality of his routes and and making getting those extra yards. Does that give you? A little bit of an enjoyment to see him kind of truck-sticking people out there? It's funny to hear a female talk about routes. Like, <laughs> It's funny. <laughs> it's funny to hear a female talk about routes like that. <laughs> so obviously, everybody's upset with Cam Newton for being sexist right now. But yeah. we, we take things so seriously. No, I think he's a jerk. I, I, I mean, completely think he's And that's an entirely possible. Mm-hmm. But can we... 
relax a little bit on these things. Yeah, I don't think it's it's worth you know having a march in front of the Panther Stadium or anything like that. But no, I but do that's think, what they'll probably probably do. yeah. But I do think Cam Newton is a complete jerk. And if you uh, had yes, I do too. And if you had filled in the blank with anything else, you know, oh, I think it's funny to hear you know uh, a white guy talk about rap, or oh, I think it's funny to hear a black guy talk about grunge, or fill in the blank with whatever. Mm-hmm. It would not be acceptable at all. I, I And it's not like this lady just dropped in in front of him for this press conference. She's in there every day asking questions. So I don't know what's going on there, but it's probably something Weird. deeper than that. Yeah, probably. It's. I mean, it's interesting. <laughs> it is interesting. Yeah. I, and I will say that generally speaking, men probably appreciate football more than most women. Yeah. Would that be a... Is that a true statement to make? Is that a stereotype that does have some validity to it? I know my wife doesn't know anything or care anything about football. Yeah, but the NFL's made a lot of inroads with female fans. And I I, I think in that's a general a, way, though. I think about 60-40 split for a fan base in NFL, actually. Uh, I, I think I saw that somewhere. Right. I, I don't know. Okay. But, but, but that doesn't excuse Cam Newton here no. at all. I mean, yeah, he's 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 kind of jerky. Uh, I, I think he's proven that over the over the years. <laughs> yeah, remember after the Super Bowl when he didn't want to talk about it and he was all sulking and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Jerk. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Um, Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. The NFL claims, we were just talking about Cam Newton's uh, sexist remarks where he thought it was funny that a a female would talk about pass routes. (laughs) And I think it's funny that he would talk about that. Uh, But the NFL claims women comprise... 45% 45% of the NFL fan base. I don't believe that. No way is it a 55-45 split. Do you do you believe that, Keith? I don't know. I, I, I really doubted I, I that. I don't believe it. A few years ago when I first saw that. Is your um, wife an NFL fan? Does she watch football? Eh, I mean, no. she knows who's good and who's bad. I mean, she hears me. doesn't matter what corner of the house she's in or I don't neighborhood. Know a, I don't me know yelling. a woman who cares about football oh no that i disagree i don't know at least one. in my experience um like online like on twitter and stuff like that i mean no I, in my of, life the, right. the people around me sisters friends wives uh, daughters none of them care about football I'd none say, of them i'd say that uh my youngest daughter and my wife can take it or leave it uh my oldest daughter is really into it I mean, she'll talk hmm. about players and stuff with me. That'd be fun. I'd love it if my wife liked yeah. it. She just doesn't. And it just seems like if you're to make a sweeping generalization, there's truth to that one. But they they claim 55-45. That's, I just, sorry. I don't buy that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave in Kentucky. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hello. Hey. Hi, sir. Thank Hi. you for taking my call. Sure. 
I had three quick points to make about the the bolt action guy from uh, <laughs> from the show. radio show. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, he he uh, mentioned that uh, there would be less deaths if he had a bolt action. Um, I disagree with that because he had explosives in his house and more stuff to make them in his car. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the reason they found him up in his room was because the smoke detectors were going off because of the volume of fire. Also, um, I'd, I'd like to know what that guy has to say about, oh, you don't need AR-15s. But what about that kid that had to defend his sister? You know, with his dad's AR. Oh, right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank uh, you for your time. Yeah, thanks, Dave. And again, what about the point that it's not about any of that for the Second Amendment? It's about protecting ourselves from an oppressive government. That is the main reason behind the Second Amendment. Uh, James in Louisiana, you're on the blaze. Hi. Yeah. Uh, hi, Pat. Hi. Um, also on the bolt action, mm-hmm. you're talking heavier calibers, uh, the 300 Winchester, the 3030. 30 out six and 308 they're not just going to go through one person and stop they're going to go to through two or three people mm-hmm. and you're not going to be able to behind, hide behind cars and cinder block walls provide no protection other than he can't see you wow. uh, and as for a handgun um i was just curious what the maximum effective range on a nine millimeter was it's 1800 meters now most people aren't accurate beyond 100 meters but yeah Still, I, meter me. What's that? Yeah, translate? We, we, we don't understand uh, metric meters, talk. How far is eighteen hundred meters? Uh, that could be eighty-four miles, or it could be fifteen feet. I don't know. Give it to me in American. How far is that? How far? Uh, multiply it by three. No, still not helping. Over a mile, according to Google. Okay. Eighteen hundred meters <laughs> is right. over a mile. Wow. How how far? Uh, how how? What is the range on a bolt action? Could he have fired across the street with it like that? <laughs> easily yeah okay. um responsible hunters have to look behind the deer they're shooting at yeah because the round wow. will go through the deer and possibly kill uh an unattended another hunter wow yeah that's that's amazing all right thanks james uh a lot of these guys who do the ar-15 rhetoric they don't know what they're talking about they just i mean it's or what do you need? What do you need an AR-15 for hunting for? Just get a hunting rifle. Yeah, the difference between a hunting rifle and an AR-15 is is the color. That's about it. I mean, and it, an assault rifle. They they've they've labeled it that because that sounds really scary. But really, it's it's just a it's just a rifle. It's just a hunting rifle, and you you can hunt with an AR-15 just like you could with a uh, one with a, a wooden stock around it. Steve in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hi. Steve? You there? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Listen, yeah. um, my wife sent me the conspiracy theory list of things like the flash. Why was there no flash? Well, every, you know, most guns come with a flash hider nowadays that are that style of weapon. And um, the whole firing rate, he could have fired all that even at his age. But the thing that didn't kind of sit right with me was which they didn't even mention, by the way, was why would he barricade the hallways, which would have taken a lot more time, and not his own entrance to his room? That gives the kind of idea of maybe he was getting out or maybe someone else would have gotten out. But all the other things in that list were basically could be debunked. Yeah, I, I think so too. Thanks, Steve. And, and the interesting thing is he also barricaded the stairwell, which I hadn't heard until today, but apparently he... he 
he blocked off entrance and exit from the stairwell. So this guy did extensive planning yeah. uh, before he started shooting and uh, could have killed a lot more people because he stopped firing after 10 minutes for whatever reason. Well, and someone noted, um, they tweeted you at Pat Unleashed that if all that stuff was found in his car, he obviously had a plan B, right? Right. So was he planning on getting out and do? Yeah. Was he trying to escape and then just decided he couldn't, it wasn't possible. And so then he killed himself. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, plus, we also have the new information today that he had booked a hotel room for, I think, two nights in Chicago, which overlooked Lollapalooza in Chicago, where 400,000 people gathered over four days. And that was before the Las Vegas concert. Two months before the Vegas concert. What was he planning on doing? Going to all these places, escaping I, and kill? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll never know. And unless they can get something from the girlfriend, uh, we're, we're never going to know. And then he never showed up in Chicago, though, fortunately, for those people. Malia Obama was among the participants in that, in that Lollapalooza show. Uh, Stephen in Rhode Island, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hello, Pat. Hey. Um, I actually want to offer up what I think is the seeds of a motive. Okay. Or this thing, gambling mm-hmm. problems. Okay. Gamblers, when they start losing, start going nuts. And if he was having a good run one day and some pit, bo- pit boss shut him down because mm-hmm. he thought he was cheating, send him over to another game where he started losing, he gets resentful. And if it keeps happening at joint after joint, he actually starts hating Las Vegas. He can't go onto the floor because that, the security, the cameras there, impossible to get on the floor. But if he can humiliate Las Vegas in any way, like picking up mm. a, any sh- soft target, right. just sort of embarrass the town, that's his revenge. And if he's kind of going nuts, it doesn't have to necessarily make sense. He, he might have... Uh, oh, I mean, gamblers never make sense. They yeah. never blame themselves. They blame everyone else. Huh. Uh, yeah, they go into a very dark world. Do we know, though? I Because th- his de- his brother seems to say he was so wealthy, his gambling debts didn't hurt him. He said he could That's lose... That's what his brother knows. Who knows what was really going on with him? True. The only way we'll ever know if we ever actually get an accounting from the strip itself. Yeah. And I think that's going to be very tough to get because those guys know how to clamp down their records. Wouldn't that be something if 58 people died because of his stinking gambling problem? That's, I mean, the whole thing I is, have, tr- no matter the motivation, it's tragic, yeah. but that's a really lame excuse, isn't it? Yeah, but that's yeah. what sets him off. Yeah. And his other obsession, guns, yeah. is what leads him to the method to take revenge. Right. Thanks, Stephen. Appreciate it. Uh, interesting theory. Uh, Stuart in Virginia, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, how hey, you doing? Uh, doing good. You know, let me tell you something. Uh, half the people that call in both on your show and other shows, uh, maybe they should be like John Grissom and write a novel. Because, quite frankly, uh, I wish everybody would shut up, let law enforcement do what they're supposed to do, and mm-hmm. then we can find out what really happened. Yeah, You know, anybody who's ever shot a weapon, I have shot a weapon. I'm 67 years old. I was trained on an M16, okay? Look, anybody who's ever shot one knows what it can do, okay? But mm-hmm. that's beside the point. I think they should be able to own them if they want them, but they need to be responsible. Let me tell you what a drill sergeant told us. Pat, you hear me? Yep. I'm waiting for the drill sergeant information. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He said, look, 
He said, let me tell you something, young man. Don't let your alligator mouth overload your hummingbird ass. <laughs> wait, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, wait, you, well, you, you have to love drill on. sergeant rhetoric. You got to love that. Well, down. he was right. <laughs> yeah. He was right. Yeah, This is absolutely. almost as good as a cat can give right. birth to kittens in an oven, but that, that don't, don't make, make a biscuit. Biscuits. So don't let your alligator mouth overrule your hummingbird ass. Is that what it was? Don't let your alligator mouth uh-huh. overload your hummingbird ass. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hummingbird. Thanks. Hummingbird ass. appreciate it. That's a band name. Those are words mm-hmm. to live by for my money. Those I like Those are words it. to live by. I like it. It's deep. <laughs> and yet at the same time, so very shallow. 888-933-93. Pat Gray Unleashed on The Blaze. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. Triple Eight. 933.93. Great to have you with us. Uh, some interesting tidbits coming out. How much of it is true? I don't know. T- today we're fight- we're hearing this number of 97 weapons that the shooter in Las Vegas had in his possession, either in the hotel room or at his house, uh, plus bomb-making material. Who knows what this guy ultimately planned to do? <clears throat> maybe, maybe he even planned to hit Chicago first at Lollapalooza because he he had booked a, a a hotel room overlooking where Lollapalooza happened two months before the Las Vegas incident. So does that discount the theory? Because mm. I was on board with the theory that maybe he was just an out-of-control gambler, but then that doesn't explain the Chicago booking. Oh, like, yeah. If he wants to embarrass Las Vegas. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Although he didn't show up in Chicago, so who knows? And again, we may never know the answer to all of these things. Max in Michigan, you're on the blaze. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, just a couple points that we know are true. ATF ran fast and furious. Gee, they broke the law. We know that. Could this have been any of that? The left, Antifa people, they're always promoting shooting people and violence. And would they have any of this background, maybe as mental health issues? Covered up so he could get a gun? And why did it take, like you said before, 72 minutes for the cops to get there? And why weren't the patrol officers on scene? Because mm-hmm. I was a cop for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they have a rifle in their car and return fire to that window? From, wh- from what I've heard, uh, it, was a, it was a hotel security guard who was unarmed who originally engaged the shooter, and he got shot in the leg. Then he went and got police, and police came back and at that point, the shooter fired 200 rounds through the door to try to keep police at bay. So they backed off and they waited for the SWAT team to come. Does all that sound reasonable as a former cop to you? And, the, and then when the and then when the SWAT team got there, they also waited. And there's speculation that maybe they waited 
because they were trying to see if he had set booby traps on the door and and devices that would explode if they tried to breach the door. So, you know, the the more I hear about maybe the the way this went, the more the 75 minute lull between when he started shooting and when they finally got to him makes sense. Okay, what about the patrol officers? Yeah, I don't now, know about one that. One of them had a rifle in their car? <clears throat> I th- that's a good question. I I don't know because as far as I know, no police officers fired at him at the hotel, right? Uh, I haven't heard anything about that, and I, I don't know if they would do that. Maybe because appreciate the call, by the way, Max. Uh, because that could be too much of a public safety issue. Uh, maybe it was too dangerous to fire at him from outside the hotel room. Uh, Tom in Pennsylvania, you're on the blaze. Hey, Tom. Hey, Pat. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do we, in the long run, no matter what they find out and investigate, do we really go ahead and trust, uh, you know, what we're going to go ahead and hear is the full story? Because, you know, let's say if there was any kind of political agenda, or maybe not a political agenda that we necessarily find out, but just let's, let's say there was some form of an agenda, you know, if it's to somebody's advantage, do we really expect that we're going to go ahead and get the full truth? I mean, <laughs> look how many times we... We never get the full story about a lot of that stuff, and True. and then somebody's always going to take advantage of it because you can't let a good crisis go to waste in somebody's somebody's you know yeah. capacity. And if thanks for the call, Tom, it's a good point. And if the if it does turn out that the guy targeted a country music event because he believed there to be Trump supporters there, and he felt justified in killing them, that's the last thing on earth the media wants to talk about because that certainly doesn't fit their agenda of right-wing kooks who uh, are really the violent ones when that's never the case. Matt in New York, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. Hey, Matt. How are you? Good. Yeah. Go ahead. I got a letter from uh, New York State Police and our governor, King Andrew Cuomo mm-hmm. saying every uh, five years here I have to recertify my pistols and revolvers. In New York. Uh, that's one of the reasons we left that stupid state. <laughs> Came yeah, to I Texas. wish I could. Yeah. I, begged, I begged to move to Texas, but... Yeah. it's So every no. five years you get a, a, reg, a letter to re-register all your firearms? Yep, you have to tell them you're, uh, you got to go over your address, date of birth, list of everything, your pistols and revolvers. Wow. And, uh, make sure you put down all everything associated with them, their uh, serial numbers and everything, so they keep it on file. So if they ever decide, like Michael Moore says, that the Second Amendment is ancient and outdated, they know exactly what you yeah. have and where to get it. You know, I'm a lifetime New Yorker. I was station fort drum mm-hmm. former law enforcement officer i i still gotta jump through these hoops yeah it's crazy uh <laughs> thanks matt uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and it's it's it, it goes against what the founding fathers uh intended there's no doubt about that Lori in nebraska hi you're on the blaze well first of all go big red nice and- yeah <laughs> yeah Second of all, I wanted to give you a bad time about the football thing because I think mm-hmm. Nebraska, since 
that's all we have is football. Um, <laughs> I think the women supporting the football and knowing football, uh, we help raise that percentage because every girl, woman, child, um, female, or can I use those, uh, you know, identifying marks as female? <laughs> yes. But uh, uh, we all know football. Uh, my daughter is is well-versed and her and her dad have to talk after every single football game and go over every single play that was made it drives me crazy but anyway i just wanted to be the first one to give you a bad time so Lori, don't they have knitting clutches in nebraska to keep you dames occupied at all what's uh well you know they probably do and we like it that way we like our little our little niche of the world where we don't have a lot of people uh between places so we're just going to keep yeah. it that way okay what say you toots <laughs> thanks yeah. Lori. appreciate it thanks for the call there's going to be exceptions to every rule right and she's right what else are you going to do in nebraska uh i'm not arguing yeah i mean you've lived there i yes I've you've been there, there. Went to school yep mm-hmm. uh greg in georgia hi you're on the blaze Hey, Pat. Hey. Trend. Uh, congrats on the new show. Thanks. Um, hey, I just wanted to ask, I haven't heard anything about this, but this guy like knocked out two large windows. Mm-hmm. Um, where did the glass go? That's uh, what know, I was wondering. Fall down there on the strip. Exactly what I was wondering. I yeah, because that was up 32 stories. If a bunch of breaking glass showered down on the sidewalk below, you would think somebody would notice that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've wondered yeah. the same thing, and that would lead you right to his room, wouldn't it? You would think. So, yeah. Exactly. Very strange. So there's glass. Let's look up and see where that came from. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the call. And they keep saying that there were shots coming from a lower level. Well, that can't really be the case because the only way you can open those windows is to break them. And that's what he did on the 32nd floor. And there's no other broken windows below that or above that. So I think that the the second round of shots that people were hearing is was the echo of the shots in the first place. Mm-hmm. So they're they're hearing them echo off buildings, and they're thinking, "Wow, there's there's another set of shots coming from somewhere else." Tom in Kansas, hi, you're on the blaze. We'll come back to you, Tom. You gotta you gotta turn down your radio, otherwise it's gonna be very confusing for you on the delay. Uh, Josh in Texas, hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, nice to talk to you. Uh, congrats on the new show. Long Thanks. time switch. We much listener. <laughs> Thanks. So, um, I just wanted to speak to uh, the Michael Moore wanting to rewrite the Second Amendment. Yeah, and I read the whole thing. You know, it's pretty much a bunch of kookiness. But <laughs> the one part where he mentioned that your wife had to give you permission, <laughs> and yes. if you were gay, you had you had to get permission from your gay partner. Well, he didn't mention anything about transgenders. So I'm just wondering why wow. Michael Moore wants transgenders to be killed by guns <laughs> to be able to protect themselves with guns. Amen. <laughs> That's a question that has to be asked, uh, Josh. It is. It's a question that must be asked. Thanks for the call. <laughs> uh, Shay in Utah. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, it's nice to talk to you. Hey, I just wanted to say um, I was at the concert, and, uh, you know, we got out safely, thank God. Um, wow. You, so you were at the concert in Vegas Sunday night? Yes, I was. That must have been yeah, horrifying. 
we were pretty lucky. We actually left during Jayco and to go get some water in the hotel room because I didn't want to pay seven bucks for a water. Yeah. And when we came back, we were actually in the back, um, and we were in the back left, so we were kind of out of his main line of fire. Wow. We were able to exit on the opposite side. So essentially, your cheapness saved your life. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. That's great. Wow. <laughs> so did but, you... Now, let me ask you about the blocking of the exits. Is that a real thing? Were exits blocked? Not the one I went out of. Um, that's the first I heard of it. I mean, we went in shortly before it started, and they weren't blocked or anything. Okay. So I'm probably blocked by people, you yeah. know? Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to make the point of, uh, you know, my, my wife's pretty liberal. She voted for Hillary Clinton, and, you know, so she was also there. Like, and, you know, people saying that they're there to attack Republicans, but it was all sorts of people. And uh, I've been trying to get her to, to shoot a gun um, for a couple months now, you know, because I grew up with it and she never did. And uh, so yesterday we were just kind of talking about it. And uh, she said for the first time in her life, she felt like she needed to learn how to use a gun. And I was blown away. Wow. Yeah. With her all over again. I was uh, pretty excited about that. Well, yeah, it's, a, it's amazing what that will do when you see the life threatening situation and you realize that. You know, owning a gun might save your life sometime. It, it kind of makes a difference in your life, doesn't it? Yes, it does. So, I'm well, we're glad you're safe. Got out, and I'm glad Shay. you want to also protect yourself and people around her. Shay, I've got a question for you. Um, this is Keith. When when the when the firing started, um, how long did it take you to realize what what was going on? What were the people around you uh, doing? Uh, how were people reacting near you? It's sure that it, like, in the media is quite different. So my experience of it was we were kind of in the back, and we heard several small shots before the automated fire started. Um, and we kind of looked at each other and, you know, wondering if that was fireworks or not. You know, it sounded like a pistol, uh, mm-hmm. you know. So I thought, okay, some crazy guy in the strip. And then some people started running out of the crowd. Um, we weren't that close. So, you know, I hear a lot of people, you know, say the music was really loud. So people near us started running, and we started jogging with them, like, okay, let's kind of go. And then the automated fire opened up, and then that's when we started sprinting. But even then, you know, Jason Aldean is still playing, um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people didn't hear those. So we were getting out immediately. Wow. How, how long did Jason, I, how long did he play before he finally realized what was going on? Uh, yeah, you know, time was such a blur, but it seemed like, 15 seconds maybe okay um he stopped before i could get out so it wasn't too long um but you know that did you did you um did you hear any of the bullets i mean were they that close to you where you were actually experiencing some of the ricochets or anything like that no that's good i believe he could only see the left side of the concert okay you and, um, so I would be on the right side from his view, and, did, and I believe he focused on the left because that's where the mass of people was. And did you see any victims or anything like that? Uh, I fortunately did not. Mm. There were people getting trampled, and you know I was helping them get up because that could mm. kill you. Just, oh know, yeah, that, but, absolutely. You know, thankfully, I didn't see anybody. Um, my father-in-law was there, and he saw some of that, and but because oh. he was on the right side. How long did it take you to get out of the area afterward? Oh, uh, it took a long time. Um, so we, I ran to the Dayton Street across. The gunfire was still going on. And you talk about mm. the echoes. Um, as we were moving away, it sounded like the firing was moving. 
So I figured, you know, that either the Echo is following me or, you know, felt like it was moving down the strip, like past the Luxar. Um, but uh, so I thought there might be two shooters, but thinking about it now is just the Echo going on. So I right. think that's really what it was. But yeah, wow. it took us like a minute to get across the street into another casino. And then we ended up in a renovated part when a group of us kind of these guys kicked down a door and we ran into this like really old part of the casino. I don't even know what casino it was. So we were running through there and we didn't know how many gunmen there were. So I'm looking around every corner. Yeah. Um, it was, it was nuts. And like the weirdest part was there'd be a group of people, a girl or someone would get scared and scream. And then that whole group of people would run and you didn't know if someone was actually attacking them or if they were just spooked. Mm. But either way you had to just keep, you know, stay away from wherever they're running from. Right. Move the opposite direction. And, wow. Uh, it took us probably 40 minutes to get back to the Luxar from where we were staying. And we got back before they shut the casinos down, thankfully. Really glad you're safe. Um, thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Shay. Well, I mean, that what a terrifying, what a, what a terrifying few minutes that had to be. You talk about emotions turning on a dime. Wow. Just unbelievable. Triple eight, uh, nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, Got to tell you about providing a solid foundation for yourself and for your family. It's more important now than ever before. We've seen that this year with the amount of hurricanes that we've had, the fires that we're experiencing, the flooding in certain areas. It's been a really tough year for natural disasters, and it can happen to anybody anywhere at any time. No matter what part of the country you live in, there's some kind of threat for you that you'd like, you need to be prepared for. And that's where my Patriot Supply comes in. With all the craziness, it just makes sense to take steps to ensure your family's self-reliance. And the folks at my Patriot Supply are experts. They're America's most trusted emergency food storage provider. It's why I trusted them for my storage, for my family's plan, and, and you should too. Right now, you can get a 102-serving survival food kit this week for less than a dollar a serving. Now, that'll take care of you for about a month or, uh, you know, a family of four for a, a week each. Either way, you, you've given yourself a buffer there to get some help or restore supply lines or whatever the case may be. Call them today. Get this taken care of. Check it off your list once and for all. Four eight or It's 888 5293 or just order online at preparewithpat.com that's preparewithpat.com pat gray unleashed returns after this on the blaze radio network Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. Thanks for being here. Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, we were telling you about Cam Newton's sexist uh, response to a female reporter talking about passing routes, and he said it was funny to hear a female talk about pass routes. Dan and Yogurt just dropped him as a spokesman because of it. Really. Come on, come on! <laughs> that is, and he's he's on those commercials a lot. You know that he's walking through a grocery store. This couple comes up and he starts telling them about Oikos or whatever that 
Dan and yogurt is. Mm-hmm. The Greek yogurt. And he's telling them all the benefits. And then some little uh, grocery store employee who looks pretty wimpy comes up and says, "Will it? Will, hey, Cam, will it help my game? No, man. <laughs> no. But does he throw him like a, a, a carton of yogurt at him like he no. does in the football game? No, man, the, the, he doesn't do that. Oh, no, should. he That'd doesn't. Be funny. But they dropped him. You know, that's probably uh, it's probably a serious amount of money. I you probably seven figures a year. I would think. Oof, yeah. Usually, these major endorsement uh, deals are are pretty lucrative, and it can really add up fast. And so they've they've dropped him already because he said it was funny to hear a female talk about passing routes. Really? Is it that big a deal? Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's their decision, right? It is. Yes, it is. They I just think it's a silly a one. It's a silly decision. Yeah. 888-900-3393. And I'm not, again, I'm not, a, I'm not even a big Cam Newton fan. Uh, Andrew in Nebraska, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. How you doing? Doing good. Hey, before we start talking about new gun regulations, I think we need to take a look at how we enforce the current ones. Yeah. And I bring that up because a couple of years ago, there was an officer in Omaha, Nebraska, that was shot and killed by a felon as they were serving a warrant. And a couple months later, the lady who made the straw purchase for this felon was sentenced to probation for making the straw purchase used in an officer's murder. And I mean, there was some speculation wow. here since the court was the court proceedings were in Georgia that the judge didn't know that it was used in a murder, but he had to have known. Hmm. And it just frustrates me because it seems like they want to put new regulations in when they're not enforcing the current regulations. Exactly. Yeah, that's that, always that, the case, though. That's always the case. You know, the, the it, straw purchaser should have been charged with accessory to a murder of a police officer, in my opinion. Same thing applies. Appreciate the call, Andrew. Same thing applies to the immigration laws. We don't even enforce the immigration laws we have now, and we're talking about new ones. Well, let's start with enforcing what we have. And and to me, if you secure the border and enforce the law, that's going to take care of a great deal of problems that we have. Philip in Texas, you're on the blaze. Yeah, Pat. I've been listening to Glenn since 2001, so I've been a real big fan. Great. Thanks. Um. I was wondering, uh, the guy barricaded the stairwell. Mm-hmm. Is there no security in that hotel, or is there no security cameras? Because you would think somebody would have uh, noticed that. That that's not exactly something that you know just takes a couple of seconds. I was, I had that thought too. I, you know, it is surprising that he, yeah, he did barricade stairwells. He barricaded the floor <laughs> he was on, and. And yeah, there's cameras all over the uh, hotel, so I don't know how it went unnoticed, or if it did. Right. Yeah, very strange. Security taking a break at that time? Or <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but you're right. That's very strange. Uh, appreciate the call. 888-900-3393. There's a lot of weird things here. You know, from the woman yelling, you're all going to effing die, and then being escorted out by security, to the fact that Nobody apparently paid any attention to the blockades he was putting up in the stairwells and on the floor. And it took them an hour after he stopped shooting to get to him in his hotel room. But how often are they checking the stairwells? Maybe that's something I don't you know. can't really see on the camera, but maybe a routine just walk through. They would have eventually found it because I'm sure the time between the barricades going up and him going start shooting probably was pretty minimal. But you've got you've got housekeepers 
probably using stairwells or walking, at least walking through the floor. I, you mm. always have somebody walking down the hallway. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's very strange. Uh, Jerry in Indiana, real quick. Uh, we got about a minute. You're on the blaze. Hi. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. I have one question that has not been touched at all. All right. The number of people injured, Dave, they know how many. But how many of those were actually injured by gunfire? As opposed to being well, trampled. I, yeah, I don't know. As, right. I don't know. over a fence, trampled, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we haven't heard those stats, and you're right. Uh, it's kind of interesting that we have not. They would have to know that because they've been treated by physicians. Uh, and I don't see any reason for not publishing those figures. 888-900-3393. Pat Gray, Unleashed on the Blaze. Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Great to have you here with us. Uh, be filling in for Glenn again tomorrow. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Couple of uh, twitters, a couple of tweets from Twitter. Yeah, twitters. So that you know, it's it's on the twitters at Pat Unleashed. Oh, that's good, dude. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel is an idiot. Government isn't going after his speech, but he wants the government to go after the Second Amendment. Yeah, so true. Uh, also, this from Chris says. Uh, the reporter should have replied to Cam Newton, I think the routes your receiver took in Super Bowl 50 was funny. Yeah, see, because he right. they lost. They lost Super bad. Bowl 50. That would have been a good comeback. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ryan Peck asked the question, I'm a disabled veteran with PTSD. Do you believe that I shouldn't own a gun because I have mental health issues? Uh, I, you know, I didn't say that all people with mental issues... Uh, we should be banned from guns. That's that's not the point. The point is we need to look at those, find a solution. Certainly if you're psychotic, should you have a gun? Let me just turn the question around. Not about you, not about PTSD, but if you, if you have psychosis, should you own a gun? Well, I think any rational human being would say no, wouldn't they? Uh, because that's one of those violent, uh, disease, you have a violent tendency with psychosis there there could be real real issues with that what i'm saying is we need to look at the people involved not the guns involved because the gun is at the mercy of the person wielding it and the gun uh ownership is protected by the second amendment so we need to approach this from a different way there are there are issues, and as somebody mentioned, somebody brought up on the phone on, on Glenn's show when I was filling in, the biggest problem is that we've strayed so far from God that now we're just adrift in this ocean of violence, and that's really true. Maybe, maybe you should do something about that. You know, here's a rule of thumb. Honestly, always, if you're going to make a mistake, always err on the side of freedom. 
I would just yes. say that's a, just a general yes. rule of thumb you can apply to anything because you're not going to get it back if you lose it. That that's correct. And it's you know we've quoted Benjamin Franklin on that a lot. He who is willing to give up his freedom for his safety deserves neither and will lose both. And I I believe that. Also, YouTube this week uh, surfaced videos peddling misinformation, hateful messages, and conspiracy theories to users searching about mainstream news events. Problems that caused the site to change its search results to promote more authoritative sources. Fascinating because who are they to decide? For example, the fifth result when searching for Las Vegas shooting on YouTube yielded a video titled Proof Las Vegas Shooting Was a False Flag Attack. Shooter on fourth floor. Okay, yeah, yeah it's all right. The video said there were multiple shooters in Sunday's mass shooting, a claim refuted by law enforcement. Posted by a channel called the End Times News Report, it amassed more than 1.1 million views in 27 hours. The fourth result when searching for NFL anthem protest claimed that Anheuser-Busch was considering pulling its sponsorship of the National Football League over national anthem protest and urged viewers to push the company to do so. The claim has been widely debunked. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That came down as a news alert on my phone Sunday afternoon during the football games, and I can't remember the source of that, but it was reported as news. As Anheuser-Busch? Yes. Thinking about, yeah. Just like that. It's apparently been debunked, (laughs) at least according to the Wall Street Journal. I bet it was CNN. In response to criticism of some search results on social media, a person familiar with YouTube said the company is accelerating the rollout of planned changes to its search engine. Now, I mean, what, this, I, while I don't want people to uh, be sucked into these hoaxes, you're getting into dangerous territory here. Who is YouTube to decide what's real and what's not, what's legitimate, what isn't? Uh, Man, I wish we could accept more responsibility and just discount the garbage that's there and just say, yeah, okay, that's not right. That's not real. It doesn't take that much to look into it, but most people don't, apparently. 888-933-93. Pam in Kentucky. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hello, how are you? Good. Listen, uh, I just wanted to call. I was taught to shoot by my grandmother at the age of six, and if I didn't mind the rules, she was a tough old bird. But what I am so frustrated about is when anything happens, especially with a gun, all the left people, they start shoot, they start picking on the guns, and then... We keep hearing all these leftist people say, for instance, all Republicans are white men, Jimmy Kimmel. Well, here's what I want to ask them. I think that they, they think a gun owner may have blood on their hands every time that there's a killing. Well, my question to them is, what about the last nine or ten years when the left has turned on the gun owners or and blaming us mm-hmm. and they have done more der- derogatory and 
people are getting paid, Black Lives Matters, the white supremacists. And, you know, they keep talking that way. And all of that could enter someone that's not stable, and they may start killing just white men. I think they've got blood on their hands. Gun owners, as a rule, we are taught all the right things. Mm -hmm. And we also have a good moral obligation. And if you look at that crowd, this, you know, I don't know why he done what he did. But if you look at that crowd, country music, mostly white people, probably God-fearing people, mm-hmm. how easy would it be all this left talk? You know, just like Berkeley, they don't want conservatives to talk there. Um, you know, they're blaming blood on their hands. I think they're, they could possibly turn that around on themselves. Because they're doing, even Michelle Obama, yeah. you know, all the Republicans are white men. What a statement to say. Uh, I have such compassion for anyone that is killed, but I am so mad at the leftists. I do not watch those liberal channels mm-hmm. because you don't even get, you don't get the truth. We mm-hmm. may not ever get the truth here. Yeah, I, I'm exactly right. Thanks, Pam. Appreciate it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. She mentioned uh, Michelle Obama. She was I don't I don't even know what, where she was when she was saying this stuff, but she's doing her usual race baiting job once again. If we're trying to get anything done, and we look around, and we all look alike, we're all sitting around the same table, yeah. and we feel really comfortable with ourselves. Uh-huh. We should question that. Really, at any table that we're at. And we should be working actively to mix it up so that we're getting a, a, a real broad range of perspectives on, on every issue. Oh, could, because that's what she does. That's what she does. Is to If she looks around and she sees only black people at the table, she's, she's going to be looking around for the whiteies. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be looking around for the conservatives. So she can bring them in and get that wide range, just like her husband did when he was president for eight years, when he never... Never considered the Republican point of view when he never considered the the right wing point of view or the conservative point of view when he dismissed everything that was said by the right as not being uh, real or not being valid or or being nonsense. Yeah. Oh, she you know, she's looking for. A wide range of opinions. I, I believe you know that. I believe Barack uh, requested that those that didn't think like him sit at the back of the bus. Exactly I think that's right. How it went. That's exactly right. But I, you know, oh, shoot, I would see agonizing. that in, in Congress. I mean, one of the most interesting points I told you about this. It usually at the State of the Union address. Uh huh. Where you know you sit in the balcony and watch the State of the Union. Yeah, you we, know, you, like you do. Yeah, yeah. like you do. You know, you, you see it on TV. I'm in the room. Well, is her elitism showing there? Or what? When you'd sit in the balcony at the State of the Union and you look out over the crowd. Yeah, you see it yeah. on TV. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You little people, you see it on television. But I'm, of course, there Ugh. in the balcony looking out over the people. You know, but when you're in the room, yeah. what you can see is this real dichotomy. That on one side of the room, it's it's also it's a feeling of color. Almost. Really? 
Huh. On one side of the room. One side of the room. It's literally gray and white. Gray and white. Lit- Old white Whoa. men. That's what you're saying. That's the color palette. That's the on color. On one side of the room. On one side. On the other side of the room. Listen to this. There's yellows and yellows, blues blue. and whites and greens. You're, you're seeing Wait a minute. yellow and blue people? Yeah, green congressmen? Green, yellow, blue the hell? people in there? Physically, there's a difference in color. Huh, really? In the tone. Wow. Because one side, wow. all men. <laughs> wow. All white. One side, all men, all white. I mean, it's just a flat-out lie. There's plenty of women in the Republican Party in office. A lot of them. There are blacks, but it's not the Republicans gathered there. It's not their fault that there aren't more Republican people of color because they tend to go to the Democrat Party. Wait a minute. Wasn't the first African-American senator that was elected a Republican? And I think his of name course. was Tim Scott. Hmm. Of course. Okay. Just I just wanted to throw that out there. By he's the way, he's still there, by the way, and uh-huh. he's on the Republican side. She's Jeez. speaking at the Partnership for a Healthier America oh, conference good. in oh, Washington D.C. You know those are those are varied people. They're diverse. There, there's all kinds of opinions there. On the other side, mm-hmm. some women, some people of color, and wow. Whenever I was sitting, I would always have a guest in that booth. Would you? And I was always the most embarrassed at the beginning when people would see that. Oh, like like when you're embarrassed about America. Oh. I'm just embarrassed because of her. I just, I'm so glad these two are at least not in the White House anymore. We still have to occasionally hear their bull crap, but at least they're not in the White House anymore. Yeah. Wow. How are her arms doing, by the way? Oh, they're fabulous. They good? Yeah. While she was talking, her arms were just glistening and glowing. They were, they were literally glowing, Keith. Her arms glow they're like, so powerful just the arms do they glow just like her arms just her arms blue and green and uh, yes yellows yes huh. in all the colors of the rainbow they glow kind of weird but all right <laughs> jake in kentucky you're on the blaze hi yeah hey pat how's it going hey doing good great hey i've heard it mentioned several times on the on this show and the, and the earlier this morning the, the number of guns that the shooter had and and, you know, you always hear in the gun control debate about stockpiling weapons and stuff. And uh, I just wanted to uh, kind of take that to the old saying that you hear so many times, it's simple but true, that uh, saying, you know, guns kill people just like forks make you fat. Uh, yeah. My wife is a registered dietitian, and never one time have I heard her say that, you know, if we really want to try to curb the amount of calories we take, we should get rid of a lot of the forks out of our drawer. They, they, yeah, they all have to go. Or at they least you, you should have a three-day waiting period before you can buy a fork. Exactly. You know, and I mean, we've got the whole family at Thanksgiving in there. And before you before you buy a fork, we're going to have to weigh you. Oh, too. boy. Are you yeah. overweight? Uh, well, then, I'm sorry. You can't have the fork. Hold on. I'm sorry. in it. Yeah. Recognize that it's you. <laughs> you that fork eating with it. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate it. Pat, Pat, I'm sorry. This reminds me of a tweet that came out at the end of yesterday's show. Because if we start banning utensils that, that we use to feed ourselves, Jeffy, this is from GD Chapel. He tweets out Jeffy would have to blame a fork, a spoon, chopsticks, his paws, and a snow shovel. I had to save that one for today. I knew it would come up some point. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh Cosmohertzkids.com is a 
it's an organization and a movement that is trying to protect kids. Victoria Hearst began this. Uh, she's part of the Hearst family. And it's the Hearst Corporation that publishes Cosmopolitan Magazine, which is known as, as Cosmo. But she believes it has pornography in it that's harmful to children. So she's not trying to put the magazine out of business or trying to censor it in any way. The goal is to just have states material harmful to minor laws applied to Cosmopolitan Magazine like it is other forms of pornography. And then you just can't sell it to kids under 18. If you'd like to learn more about Cosmo Hurts Kids and the campaign, go to CosmoHurtsKids.com. We all believe in free speech, and uh, this is entirely consistent with that because she's not trying to censor it or put it out of business. She just believes we all should take a stand here against pornography being sold to kids under 18. So visit CosmoHurtsKids.com today and check it out for yourself. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, Terrell Pryor from the Washington Redskins. He's on my fantasy team. What's happening? He's, uh, he's, he claims. Now, he flipped off some fan in the stands, and so there's a little outcry over that. But he says, uh, his quote is, you keep calling us the N-word, we're going to start acting up. <laughs> now, he claims that pe- somebody from uh, the audience nonstop from the second quarter on was screaming the n-word at him it's really hard to believe in this day and age somebody would could get away with that in in the stands just screaming the n-word loud enough for terrell Pryor to hear it the whole game there's no way people around him in the crowd are there's gonna no way people are gonna that. put up with that right Shut up come i don't believe that i don't believe it mm-hmm this is a guy who's getting in trouble because he flipped somebody off and he's trying to come up with some logical explanation no. for it. In fact, he said this is the exact reason why some guys are kneeling during the anthem. Oh, stop. <laughs> he needs an excuse. I, wait, wait a minute. It's not nonsense. like it's not like it's baseball nonsense. where you're standing like say you're in right field in the same, you know, you're in the same spot for 9 mm-hmm. innings. Where is he is he, it, let, let's just say this person exists who's using the N-word repeatedly. Is Terrell Pryor not able to go to the other end of the sideline? No, he's chained to that area, um, apparently, uh, huh. during during the time when he's not on the field. I, I that's crazy. That I, I just can't believe that. That's There's no way no. the rest of the people there would put up with that. I'm not tolerating it. No way. No way. Somebody yelling that the whole game? Stop it. I don't care if I'm with my kids or not. I'm going to be like, dude, what are you knock it doing? Off. Stop. And knock it off. And then eventually, other people are going to... There's no way. I don't believe it. Well, somebody would have cracked his head open. Yeah. Somebody... Let's just say Let's just say you're not someone that you want to confront this individual that's probably inebriated, perhaps, and, and yelling the N-word. If this person exists, then go tell a security officer. Say, man, look, this guy is just driving us nuts down here. He's yeah. just... Yeah. And he's apparently alleging this happens game after game, place after place, city after city, which I I also don't believe. I just don't believe that. 
That's just not possible. That's not possible. I disagree. In 1938, maybe that was possible. Uh, today, there's no way that would be tolerated. There's no way. Mm-mm. By the way, all these players who are kneeling now uh, and saying that this isn't about the flag. Hey, how can you say it's about the flag in the country? That's not what it's about. Uh, well, when we go back to Colin Kaepernick's original protest okay. that they are participating in, let's let's see what Colin said about it. He said... I am not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. To me, this is bigger than football, and it would be selfish on my part to look at it the other way. There are bodies in the streets and people getting paid uh, paid to leave and getting away with murder. Wow. Uh, so he said it was about the flag. He said it was about the country. That's exactly what this is about, and it has been about that f- since the beginning. Uh, but that's only according to Colin Kaepernick himself. <laughs> Jeez. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, some interesting things being uh, tossed around by people. Some questions being asked about the shooting in Las Vegas. Some weird uh, sort of idiosyncrasies around it, like the woman who waded into the crowd. Uh, reportedly all the way up to this almost the stage and then started screaming you're all going to effing die tonight to the point where security came and escorted them out now would have been interesting if security had questioned them held them for a while called police find out what they're what are you talking about is this just some are you just freaky are you psycho do you know something you might want to look into it. I don't know. I, I, apparently, nobody did. And so they're wondering if that was the person. The person that screamed that in the crowd is the same person that ate with Stephen Paddock in his hotel room when he ordered uh, dinner for two. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. And we may never know, but it's it's worth looking into. He also barricaded the stairwell. He barricaded uh, part of the floor around his hotel room. Some really weird things. You would think hotel security would notice that. Uh, Ron in Michigan. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. How you doing? Doing good. Hey, real quick. Uh, one of the things I think is sometimes overlooked with the Second Amendment, when they make these arguments, oh, it's this ancient uh, document. It's written 200 years ago, whatever. Well, the, one of the purposes was to level the playing field against bad actors. In other words, mm-hmm. yeah, the founding fathers couldn't foresee AR-14s or 15s or 47s or whatever the heck. No, but they were putting guns in the ha- arms in the hands of the citizens that equaled what they might face from a bad actor. That was the point. Yes. So when as weapons advance, the citizens are also entitled to those weapons because if you remember a few years back, the police were having a problem with that. They all had revolvers, and the bad guys were having, you know, semi-automatic pistols and stuff. Yes. So all the police departments upgraded to new weapons to match what they were facing. And that's the that's one of the points of the Second Amendment, to keep the ground level between the law-abiding citizen and the yeah. bad actors. Excellent point. Thanks, Ron. And, and in fact, you know, people will throw out, well, what about, so can you own a rocket launcher? Uh, according to the Founding Fathers, probably, yeah. Uh, they own cannons. Private citizens own cannons. Uh, and in fact, they put them on merchant ships that were owned by private citizens. Right. So they could defend themselves against pirates. But I know you know this. What what the shot heard around the world where the uh, Revolutionary War actually started, what was the target? Why why were the um, the British coming to those towns? 
to remove the uh, weapons. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. They had an arsenal there, and they were going to confiscate it. Huh. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Uh, in Texas, let's go to Chuck. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. How you doing today? Doing good. Uh, one of the things I, that uh, keep hitting on is the uh, mental illness, but we don't talk about the psychotropic drugs that are being uh, prescribed by the doctors in the pharma industry. Mm. And if you take a look at, first, all of the uh, mass killings since Columbine, that has been the common uh, thread. And if you take a look at Mr. Paddock, uh, not that I'm giving him any respect, uh, he was on diazepam, which if you look at the interactions that they have, uh, confusion, hallucinations, unusual thoughts or behavior, unusual risk-taking behavior, deceased inhibitions, no fear of danger, depressed mood, thoughts of suicide or hurting yourself. It goes on and on and on, and he's been on this since June. Yeah, uh, I, I think that we need to take a look at not just the mental illness, but what are the doctors prescribing to treat those illnesses and what contributing uh, factors or interactions are being created there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we really need to get into it. Thanks. Thanks, Chuck. Uh, you know, I'm always amazed when those drugs are advertised on TV and the first 10 seconds are about the benefit. The next 50 seconds are about the side effects <laughs> and all the things that the, that the drugs can cause. <laughs> and it's worse than the original symptom. You're right. You know what? I'm not going to go to the doctor, actually. <laughs> yeah. I, and s- in some cases, may even cause heart attacks or sudden death. Well, wait, that's <laughs> worse than what I have. Why would I... <laughs> why am I taking your stupid drug? Yeah, some of these some of these medications can really can really screw people up. And apparently we're we're reaping the consequences of that. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, you're gonna chew the fat. Next with Jeffy. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. Triple Eight Nine Pat Gray Unleashed, and of course, music means it's time for chewing the fat with Jeffy. First, first though, I got to tell you about Patriot Mobile, because not only does big government cause all kinds of problems in America, so does big mobile, frankly. In fact, they contribute to a lot of the same problems we talk about all the time. Right. They take a portion of your bill and put it right in the pockets of people like Planned Parenthood, and then they advocate for sanctuary cities and gun control. There's got to be a company that we can create or something that can... Wouldn't you think that... And, what an amazing coincidence. Thanks for bringing that up, Jeff. There is. It's called what? Pa- Patriot Mobile. Yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. You don't pay any more for this, but they take up to 5% of your monthly bill, and they they then 
direct those funds to help traditional family values organizations, religious freedom, and opportunities for American citizens. Yeah, but what if I want to pick where the money goes, not just them? <laughs> yeah, you do pick that. You tell them uh, where you want it to go, and they'll send it there. Oh. It's really it's a, it's yeah, cool. pretty great. Now, some people might think, well, yeah, but I don't want my, the quality of my service to suffer Thank because you. of that. Yes. It doesn't yes. have to. Good one. Because you get the same nationwide coverage with unlimited talk and text. And right now that starts at 20 bucks a month. Gotta love that. What do you think you guys are paying for? I know our cell services. I don't know. It More used to be, than 20. Yeah, it used to be <laughs> 10 times that. <laughs> yeah, at least. So times. call Patriot Mobile today and get that taken care of. 800-A-PATRIOT. 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Or visit the website, patriotmobile.com slash pat. That's patriotmobile.com slash pat. All right, what do you have on the uh, to chew the fat with today? Well, a little FDA, uh, Food and Drug Administration. There's some fine people uh, at the FDA, and uh, they want to start uh, regulating a little crackdown on marijuana products. That uh, I, you mm. know, look, mm-hmm. FDA. Uh oh, take it easy. All right, <laughs> just take it easy. So there's a few people that are saying that uh, you know pot can help this out or help this out help that out we know it helps pot we don't yes what does it do what does it help what does it help i mean it helps look we got it helps nausea glaucoma helper yeah all right a cancer helper is it cancer helper it doesn't help the cancer it helps the nausea from the uh and the pain chemotherapy and the pain and all cancer that. helper yeah. like i said yeah. insomnia helper right oh really yeah, i don't know about that wait is a it? minute it helps your insomnia right. uh it helped me uh, beat, uh <laughs> help, helped me beat a, an eating disorder <laughs> uh, you, so i mean i think that uh <laughs> you ain't smoked a doobie in a while then huh you Ooh. not only did it help you <laughs> defeat the you committed genocide on the eating disorder <laughs> you <laughs> no, I got it. I mean, it's not even. Yeah. <laughs> we can't even talk about what you did to that eating disorder. No, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I I am okay with medical marijuana if it helps somebody who is sick from chemotherapy all the well, time. I, I, and I, re- I don't understand. What, let them have that. And I went through that. Let them have with, that uh, with a loved one that was. I mean, it helped them with all the nausea, is that your with a little ex-wife? bit of pain. Yeah, I mean, it, does she have medical marijuana? No. She had, it was illegal she in had Florida. Friend from of friend oh, a friend. friend. Really? I wonder who the friend was. I don't know. You, you'd <laughs> you have really? To, you don't I know. don't. You I wish don't. I did. <laughs> I wish I did because I'd like to. I got a word for them. Boy, yeah. but I and don't. that word is thank you. I'm sure. <laughs> but I don't. Really? But your, your ex wife? Yes. And it helped a lot. Yeah. It helped a lot. And it, you know, obviously. I mean, whatever helps. Cure? Whatever helps no. a person in but massive yes. pain like that. Come on now. Come on. And now this, uh, they get carried away with it in California where they started with medical marijuana and now they just sell it to everybody. Same thing. I mean, in Colorado, they don't even pretend. Yeah. This is just about druggies. Come in and get your marijuana. Same thing in Washington. Yeah. And that, that's not cool. But the medical marijuana, if you really need it, and that's the only thing that can help you. And I, I've heard, I don't know if this is true. I've heard that the pill form, because what is it? The. What is the active HTC. ingredient? Yeah. You can get that in pill form, but it's not as effective. Is that true? Yeah. Or? Well, I, mean, I don't know. I, I don't know that, don't except know. that uh, I would venture to say probably not. Just simply mm-hmm. the, the whole uh, the effect of smoking it 
and you're getting the you know you're 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 filling the secondhand smoke you're getting the aroma you're getting the full effect of it yeah. mm-hmm. right I, it just would seem like it wouldn't be yeah and yeah. I, and i know someone who is a staunch hardcore southern baptist was always against the arguments would you know basically say this is just an excuse to legalize marijuana this medical marijuana but um he got turned uh, out to be true. Yeah, yeah. He, he got cancer, and he said that's the only thing that allowed me to function was when I yeah. started taking the medical marijuana, and I completely changed my tune on that 100. percent Wow. So, well, one good thing we know of though that uh, we got word uh, yesterday that uh, the FDA uh, put uh, put the hammer down mm-hmm. on the uh, in the show about Brook Bakery uh, in Massachusetts because uh, look. Uh, they list love, oh, yeah. love in their this. granola. That's a good story. In their granola as one of the ingredients. And yeah, the, one of the ingredients the, in their granola bars is love. Is love. And the FDA said uh, that's not a real ingredient. No. And no. they said yes, it is. We actually make these with love. <laughs> right. so, yeah, that's fine. So, you can't list it as an ingredient. <laughs> <laughs> Someone had to complain, and it had to work uh-huh. its way through well, the bureaucracy. Here's what happens. Yeah, okay. I, I tell you, you think yes. you think that it's funny. But what really right? But what really happened is that they got a warning letter about the way some of their products are being prepared, mm. packed in sanitary conditions. <clears throat> Uh, oh, really? Some of the products may have been contaminated with some other things going on. Really? So when the FDA came in oh. and they started mm. going over the list, going down, then they were like, and you know what? <laughs> <laughs> love ain't an ingredient well, either. Yeah. And we don't mind the love as much as the rat poop right. that gets into <laughs> that's what the F- Right. Maybe. And that's what the owner ended up saying. It's like, you know, look, <laughs> the FDA's observations, particularly mm. on some of the sanitation issues, were helpful. Oh, and thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. So as funny as the story that it is, that's what, you know, the FDA didn't really care about the love because you're right. Someone would have had to complain. (laughs) It was more of the rat poop. That was was a little bit of an issue. All right. (laughs) More on uh, government regulations. Uh, Fish and Wildlife Services uh, rejects uh, the group's petitions to list 25 species as endangered. Those bastard Trump administration. Oh. The Fish and Wildlife Service announced yesterday that it will not list the Pacific walrus Whoa. and 24 other species under the Endangered Species Act in response to mass filings by the environmentalist group. The Center for mm. Biological Diversity, which... I love that center. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, it's the most important center sure. I mean, I get there, in America. I, get, I, I wanted to get their mailer, but apparently they just do the email update. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, it's filed petitions for federal protection on behalf of more than 400 species. Uh, called the move a dark day for America's imperiled wildlife. Oh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is. And so not only – one thing that uh, <laughs> Shea Wolf, uh, the center's climate science director, mm-hmm. uh, called the decision death sentence for the walrus. Oh, no. Uh, so, but I think that you may have forgotten that the Pacific Walrus. He is, she is, we are all, and we are all together. It's still protected under the Marine Mammal Protection Act. So The walrus? Yeah. Yeah, but it needed super double protection. Weird. So, mm. I mean, look, you get the, you get the Pacific Walrus, mm-hmm. uh, Barber's Map Turtle. Okay. Bicknell's thrush. Whoa. <clears throat> the big blue springs cra- cave crayfish. The Oregon Cascades, California, and the Black Hills populations of the black-backed woodpecker. 
And none of these are going to be protected because of the because of Donald Trump, Trump administration, typical of the Trump administration's head in the sand approach. Donald Trump doesn't want to protect this. I'll tell you. And they did. Is that the woodpecker? No, that's the Bucknell's thrush. Oh, okay, the the Bicknell's thrush. Bicknell's thrush. I'm not sure there's anything more obnoxious than a woodpecker. I know. You know why they're called a woodpecker? Yeah. Because they peck wood and incessantly. They, and not only do and they, they peck wood. they will not stop. Have you ever had a woodpecker in your neighborhood decide that, oh, this isn't wood, but it's metal around yes. a fireplace? I'm going to bang on this for hours. <laughs> I yes. I hate them. What kind of Let them go extinct. We don't yes. need them. It's the... Uh, Black, it's the Oregon Cascades and Black Hills population of the black-backed woodpecker. Oh, I'm going to find that best. The hmm. Great Sand Dunes Tiger Beetle. That doesn't sound like something we need on I the earth anymore either. We don't either. need a tiger beetle. We don't and need one. Kirtland Snake and the San Felipe Gambi. See, some of these, well, who cares? I'm good. I know. Yeah. Who, right? Who cares? Who I mean, cares? And you're right about the woodpecker. Look at this. Look at this. Yes, the black-backed woodpecker. Look at that jerk destroying, destroying a tree. I'd like to point out you environmentalists. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Darn it. Mm-hmm. I barely care about the walrus. <laughs> barely. And I only care about that because, because of the Beatles song. Thank you. <laughs> so. That's a great song, by the way. Well, this is just the MIDI version of it, probably. <laughs> it's fine. The weather. Uh, it's not the Beatles. I was going to say, it's like helium time for a <laughs> I am here. You are here. All right, so have you covered any of the NFL today, or are you done talking about the NFL? No, you can talk about I, mean, it. What, I, just, I was just surprised that they've got a big story about how the Monday Night Football ratings were down. And, of course, they're trying to blame it on the Yeah, wasn't it? Right? It was uh, like in the teens, so, right? Yeah, 13% yeah. Uh, or 14? It dropped, it dropped uh, 13% fewer viewers than the week before, hmm. right? which I thought... Okay, well, that's wow. a big number. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's big. They went from 11. Week to week? That's huge. Yeah, they, 11, huge. Uh, they drew 11.9 million, down almost 2 million. Okay. But the they were up before, against the Cowboys the week yeah, before. Yeah, the week before was the Cowboys. I mean, that, uh, yeah, the Cowboys always draw more. That's a tough bet. I, I don't know if they draw 13% more, but that's. Uh, maybe not. But that's still, the Cowboys were like the biggest draw last year on all those games. They said that the ratings were always way up for the Cowboys games. I got to tell you, I think the NFL has it was some, a good game. They have some serious issues right yes, now. Yes, they do. One is the protest, and the other is the CTE thing. Yep. Yeah. And between those, and between changing the game the way they have to do it to make it safer for the, for the players, um, where you can barely even tackle anybody anymore, uh, pretty much they're going to be tagging them if they touch them two hands below the waist or we're going to play flag football. It's the National Flag League. Yeah. yeah. The NFL, uh, yeah. If the lawsuit, you know, the Aaron Hernandez family and, and fiance are suing the NFL I right know, now. There, and no then you're going to have 111 that, other Aaron families Hernandez doing the same thing. from beginning to end. <laughs> well, <laughs> regardless, he had he CTE. CTEs to make him a thug. <laughs> regardless, he had CTE. And so they're going to sue for that, and they'll probably win. And then, if he wins, then I'm suing for my son. Well, and it happens. My son is. You should. Well, man, he is. You should join the class action lawsuit. Out of his mind right now. Yeah, I wonder if that didn't happen to you, and that's why you are the way you are. Wait, is that possible? It is because I. Wait, hit (laughs) so hard that it makes his head head spin. (laughs) 
But some of the sponsors, right? There, there's a, in this story, one of the big uh, mega car dealers in uh, New Jersey. Oh yeah, uh, I saw that. He pulled the plug, man. It's That's mostly a, these local. Uh, still sponsors. a lot of money though. Those yeah. local sponsors, you know, you say mostly local, but those local sponsors are millions of dollars of contracts. Yeah, man. it is. Yeah, between it's a radio lot. and TV, it's a lot. Plus. Plus whatever they spend on stadium advertising, but nobody's going to notice this until it's Anheuser Busch or somebody. That's true. You know? I mean the big the, the national when sponsors. it's Geico, and yeah, and you the don't hear sponsors. you don't. Which I would love it if they'd boycott the NFL. I'm so sick and tired of their commercials. I don't want to see them again. The Geico commercials? Yeah, I hate them. They're with stupid. The, Stop it. Stop it. With the with the like gecko. the pigeons. The gecko? No, the gecko. Now they're doing this pigeon thing. Like, oh yeah, which is horrible. Stupid. You're right. Stupid. Yes, you are a hundred percent right. What's Go, the pigeon? Bring doing? back the gecko. Bring back the gecko. And when you're saying bring back the gecko, man, yeah. that's <laughs> or the caveman. I'd rather have that. <laughs> oh, no, that was I'd a, rather have that. The caveman was a tough sale. Man. I they used him for a long time. They sure did. They sure did. Do you remember okay. that? That even spawned yeah. a, a, sitcom. a sitcom. Yeah, yeah. I think they ran which like was, two which episodes. Which was, uh, which was a tremendous sitcom, and it didn't last. <laughs> it lasted. I looked. I bet you they did. I bet it made. One, I bet you did it made they half even get a through season, the first but episode. I bet you they didn't. They didn't shoot the entire half season. They may. They may have. They usually Maybe. let them burn out the eight episodes or whatever. But I bet you, Caveman had six. And then uh, finally, uh, there's a gym, and you know, look, we all. Look, you know by watching and listening to the Blaze Radio Network and the Pat Gray program that uh, we are big uh, gym proponents. <laughs> and, uh, that we believe in, we believe in going I to the gym. I think most people and, refer to uh, us as gym rats because and, well, we're there I mean, so often. I that's, why, you know? that's why I don't like to talk and it's, about it. It's embarrassing, yeah. but look, whatever. If the, if the term fits, wear it. Then look, we do. You don't, look, you don't get do. this by <laughs> gymming. <laughs> <laughs> but the UK has got a new deal now that uh, while they're uh, look, people are tired and they they're not getting enough sleep. Mm-hmm. So you can uh, you can uh, get a, a membership and go in and stretch for fifteen minutes and then uh, nap for forty five minutes. So you get your little. So you go to the gym and uh, you get your uh, napper size uh, napper size class in. And I don't mm-hmm. know that I want to be in a room with uh, you know a bunch of people in the bed uh, just. Sitting there, we should have a picture of the gym in the UK. Shh, napping class in progress. That's I, I want to do that. No, that's bizarre. That's kind of. But weird. by the way, the, 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 the caveman show mm-hmm. they did thirteen episodes. Oh wow! Um, the pilot but it canceled. How long did, it didn't make the whole all thirteen? I, it, did it? it sounds like all of them aired, but then they were going to come out uh, with a DVD, and they were like, "Ah, you know what? We're just going to put those plans on hold, which apparently they've been on hold for a decade now. <laughs> but uh, but look, get this. Uh, there was a controversy with the uh, pilot episode where um, they said that, uh, um, that, that people thought that they were just trying to make fun of blacks and minorities. Oh, my God. I mean, what? what? So no. even you know 10 what the controversy ago. was with the Caveman television series? Is that the cavemen hadn't figured out how to clean their ears yet? <laughs> we as human beings have evolved. Well, because they had just discovered fire, and they thought, okay, well that'll that'll melt we what's just, in my ear. No. I'll just stick the fire in my ear. And, all, and that didn't well, and work at all. And we still do that today with these candles. You just put the fire up by your ear. No, don't do that. No, no. don't set your no. face on fire. <laughs> Catch your hair on fire. Now, there's a better way to go, and that's the Wax RX ear wash system. Doctor developed, works safely, and it really works. The Wax RX system is the method physicians trust 
and they recommend it. And it's just like the system they use in their office, just a lot cheaper. Comes with everything you need to safely clean out your ears and condition them so that they're soft, smooth, and supple. Nice. And it's for less than the cost of a doctor's visit. Big fan of supple ears. So it comes with everything you need. It's got this specially engineered pump fitted with a unique tip to gently deliver the perfect amount of cleansing pressure. Um, And... Then it has a pH conditioned formula that rinses and soothes your ears. It's just, it's a great system. You can find it by going to usewaxrx.com. Usewaxrx.com to order your reusable earwash system today. Use the offer code radio for free standard shipping. Usewaxrx.com. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. tired of um stupid people there's just too many of them there's just too many stupid people better leave then huh they're almost all on the left i don't know what the deal is i don't know why they are why can't they understand why it's amazing uh that uh so many people that are less than smart Mm -hmm. uh end up believing that they're really smart i mean they can't even admit to themselves that you know what hey i don't understand this 100 percent. yeah so let's you know, help me out. <laughs> it's no. They, they they know it all already. Exactly. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. It is. Like, you know, like the guy who called on the radio program talking about how uh, AR-15s, you don't need them because they were just designed to kill people. Just designed to kill. Well, what gun wasn't? What gun wasn't? You could say that about every, every gun weapon. ever manufactured was designed to kill. Every single one of them. Uh, they're not snow skis. They can't be used really well effectively for that. You can strap them to your feet and go down a slope if you want to, but you're not going to get very far. You will get some YouTube clicks. (laughs) Probably, (laughs) especially if it's loaded. Uh, And, and this, the dumb, the dumb lines that they repeat all the time. Nobody needs, nobody needs an AR 15 for hunting. Yeah, that's not what we said we needed it for. <laughs> First well, of all, there's nothing wrong with an AR-15 for hunting. They're perfect for shooting deer. Uh, but they're also good for protecting yourself against an oppressive government if they ever come to, uh, if it ever comes to that. Yes. And that is the point of the Second Amendment, after all. It's not for fishing and hunting. It's not for sport. It's not even for target practice. Not even protect, really for protecting it's, your family. It's not even really for that. It's for... It's for keeping yourselves uh, free against tyranny. That's what it's for. So, and that's what our founders, uh, they, and somebody brought up on, on this show that they knew that technology would develop. They knew that we'd develop. Not according to the memes I see on Twitter. I know. I know. Perhaps they didn't see exactly the assault rifle. (laughs) Perhaps they didn't exactly see the iPhone, but they knew something was going to happen down the road. Things would change. Right. And so as the government develops weaponry, the citizens should have the same access so that they could protect themselves. Thank you. 
So to all the well, what what's next? A rocket launcher? Well, yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah. If that's what it takes to defend ourselves, yes. A rocket launcher. A bazooka? Do you need a bazooka? <laughs> well, yeah. 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 Yeah, we do. <laughs> what? Are, you, are you going to have an Apache helicopter? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to be having my bazooka <laughs> with me in the helicopter, okay? Mounted. <laughs> so, I mean, they're just stupid. They can't seem well, to grasp these simple concepts. And, and the, the problem is, is that then you have, you know, Nancy Pelosi going around just lying to people. Oh, good. And so, it, you know, it's, it's amazing to me that, that they, oh. they let her get away with that because nobody, I mean, she, obviously, she's on CNN. Yeah. It's a town hall on CNN, so she's not going to get called out. And here's what, here's what happened. How does rendering me defenseless, me meaning a law-abiding citizen, by taking away mm-hmm. my ability to defend myself in the manner in which I believe I should be able to choose to, where I want to, how does rendering me defenseless yes. protect that. anybody else from a violent crime? Well, let me be a consolation to you. No one is advocating that. We're not talking about taking guns away from people. What we're talking about is to make sure that people who have guns register and that there are background checks on that to prevent uh, other people from being in harm's way. Yeah, Uh, there already are background checks. (laughs) But 90, 95% of purchases, 98% of purchases have background checks. I've on both the weapons that I've purchased, um, and I got rid of those a long time ago. So uh, don't right. come looking for them now because right. they're gone. No, they're I, I don't even know gone. what happened to them. I think somebody stole them, but they're gone. I don't have them anymore. Right, but know. when I got them, I had to go through a background check. And now you shouldn't have to register your gun because if the government ever goes wrong, they know where to go, right? right? And take it away from you. So it, registering the guns defeats the whole purpose of having them. So, and she's, it's just the continual lie that we don't register people. Well, we do already. Yeah, we do. Brad Meltzer coming up in just a few minutes. We'll be talking to him about this and uh, so many other things. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray unleashed. Triple A nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know author uh, Brad Meltzer. You know him from uh, the History Channel from his thrillers that he writes uh, prolifically. Of course, like I think I a book a week for about seventeen years now or whatever. Uh, he also writes these great books for kids, like I am Martin Luther King, I am Abraham Lincoln, I am Gandhi, I am Sacagawea, I am. And yeah, my daughter loves uh, I Jackie am Lucy. Robinson. I am Lucy. Lucy Ball, she loves it. I am Amelia Earhart. I am George Washington. Seems like I am having an identity crisis. <laughs> I I am too many people in one. Right? Uh, how did this happen? Wow. Uh, Brad joins us now. Hey, Brad, welcome. Hey, Pat. Good to hear your voice. Uh, so, first of all, um, tell us about tell us about the kids' books because I lo- we love those and uh, our kids have loved those. Grandkids have loved those. Um, what got you started doing that series? You know, I have my own kids, and I was tired of my own kids looking at reality TV show stars and people who are famous for being famous. 
And we all know our kids are being fed garbage through their eyes, through their phones every day. And, I, you know, as someone who on the History Channel and through my thrillers always <laughs> does real research, I was like, I can give them better heroes. Wait, are, so you saying, with, are you saying that you didn't want the situation to be a hero to your kids? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's the thing. The fact that I, that I even know what the situation is, I'm embarrassed, right? I, I yes. Can't. And, and, that's, and the thing is, is, we have to do better. Whether we like it or not, our kids are going to choose heroes. So I was like, I might as well have some say. So I did these just for my kids. My publisher was like, you're a moron. You should write your thrillers. We pay you better for those. But I was like, you know what? I mm. need my kids to have Abraham Lincoln. My kids yeah. need to know who Abraham Lincoln is and know his story it's great. when they were really little. And so the amazing part was, and Pat, the one thing I've learned after all these years, I know you guys a long time, but is that I'm not that special. There were thousands upon thousands of parents out there and grandparents who would so wanted the same thing for their kids and grandkids and nieces and nephews. And they, and the, the series took off and it took off because people were putting on their TVs. And especially in the, you know, since the last presidential election, our sales have skyrocketed and it's because people were putting on their TVs and they were saying politicians. And instead, we all know there's a difference between a politician and a leader. And I wanted to give my kids leaders, not politicians, and so did so many other families. So they gave them, you know, I am George Washington, and I am Martin Luther King Jr. became our top-selling books. Mm. And people are dressing as them for Halloween, that kids are dressing now. They said, dear Brad, thanks to your books, we're dressing as Abraham Lincoln and Amelia Earhart. I was like, in my narcissistic, most narcissistic moments, I'd never think we'd be someone's Halloween costume. But to me, that's how we put some good into the world. So, Brad, this is Jeff Fisher. Are you starting to sell your uh, Halloween outfits on BladMelzer.com yet? or you, you know the moment that we can make a buck off that, we're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, Thank but the you. funny part is, is like when I, I really, when I look at it, they're like, we totally, I mean, I, I have dozens upon dozens of people who dress up, and I'm like, there's, we, we just did I Am Gandhi, and I'm like, I can't wait for the first little bald kid who goes for the I Am Gandhi costume. Uh, and you know what's going to look like an I Am... It's going to look like me, though. It's gonna, what's going to be weird. <laughs> what's great about this, too, is that in the South, Abraham Lincoln is not the hero he is in the North. And every time Glenn and I talk about Abraham Lincoln, we get a flood of people who uh, kind of push back against that and, and what a bad guy he was and his unconstitutional policies and all the thing. He wasn't really about ending slavery and all of that stuff. So when you target kids with this stuff, it's so great because then they find out they can learn the truth. They can learn the good things about these because at school they're hearing the opposite a lot of times. No, you're exactly, and that's, you know, it started when I was on, I did a, sh- a show with Glenn for Christmas one year. It was this great Merry Christmas show we did. And it was all about, someone had called in and the, uh, it was in a live studio audience. Someone said, you know, my school doesn't teach my kid the right heroes. And I said, you know what? It's not your school's job. You yeah. should give your kid good heroes. Yeah. You know, stop blaming everyone else. You, and so what, I'll, I, let me just share with you the story within the book, but about Abraham Lincoln. And I found this from an Abraham Lincoln expert. I never heard it my whole life. And it changed the entire book series for me. It was Abraham Lincoln when he was 10 years old, and this is true. He used to love animals. He came upon a group of boys playing with turtles. And he sees them playing with the turtles, so he's like, oh, I want to play with the turtles. But these boys, these bullies, are not playing with the turtles. What they're doing is they're putting hot coals on the backs of the turtles. They're burning the turtles to make them run faster. And in that moment... (sighs) Young 10-year-old Abraham Lincoln has to decide what to do. And I don't care if you're 10 years old or you're 50 years old. 
sometimes it's hard to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. But someone has to. Someone has to. And in that moment, he says, take the coal off the turtles, whatever he said to them back then. But my son, my little one, to this day sleeps with a little Abraham Lincoln doll that a reader made of the character in, in I Am Abraham Lincoln because Abraham Lincoln's his hero. And, you know, That's we great. talk about slavery, we talk about the Civil War, we talk about all those things in the book, but once we give him that, my son, you know, Abraham Lincoln is, is doing something that my son is capable of. He can show kindness. And that's what we want need to give our kids is, it, you know, it's not just a history lesson. What our kids need or they need the right values. Yeah. So each book is a value lesson. I Am Gandhi is about, you know, showing kindness to people and not losing your temper and decency, mm. a, the lost art of decency in America today. I Am Sacagawea is about blazing your own trail to teach your girls out there to blaze their own trail. Don't let anyone stop you what you love to do. And I feel like those values, sadly, are being lost. Generosity and helping others, they're being lost, and we got to bring them back. How critical was Sacagawea to, to Lewis and Clark's expedition? Would, would they, have, would they know, have made it if it weren't for her? Here, here's the story in the book. True story. My favorite one in the whole book is there's a point in the, and listen, they don't, they don't, they only want her as a translator. She's not like she's George Washington on the front right. of a canoe, you know, li- looking out. <laughs> yeah. She's a translator, right? She's, yes. not, she's not the, you know, right. It just gets, you know, obviously history gets messed up all along, but she, at one point they're out on the water and they're in their boats. And one of the boats takes on some water and starts to capsize and all their supplies start going down the river. Now, it's their maps, it's their food, the candles that they're, you know, they get any light from. If these supplies go down the river, we would have never heard the names Lewis and Clark. We mm-hmm. would never know who they are. And all the men are panicking, rightfully, because they're like, oh, my gosh, it's all gone. And the only person who stays calm in that moment is this young girl named Sacagawea, who actually is the one who saves all the supplies. Wow. And I need my daughter to hear that story. <clears throat> yeah to know, like, don't let anyone limit you. They expected nothing of her because she was a girl, because she was, you know, ha- was a young teenage bride, because she had a baby. And I was like, I want my daughter to see what it means to find strength and to be part of the team. And after that, she's part of the team. After the vote, no one voted back then. You know, no, if you were African-American, you didn't vote. You were black, you didn't vote. Yeah. Native American, don't vote. And they would ask her, what's your vote? Because she made it, she was part of the team. How old was she at that point? You know, the hard part is, is no one knows exactly because there's no uh, actual written record. In fact, Sacagawea, we don't even know if that's the real name. She, her name is spelled, I think, nine different times in the Lewis and Clark journals. I looked them all up. And they don't, you know, they're, they're writing it in all these different ways. So some people say, you know, she's somewhere between 18 years old, that she could be 20 years old. There's no record because don't forget, Native Americans don't keep a written record. It's all oral tradition. Oh, yeah. So one of the great moments at the end is, you know, she's taken when she's a little girl uh, by another tribe. Lewis and Clark grab her for their expedition there, and they need someone to translate. But eventually, toward the end of the expedition, and this is the, the thing my daughter reacted to. I, I, my daughter, who's 12 years old, is impressed by nothing I do. <laughs> Jeffy understands this, right? Like, nothing I can do is nothing, nothing, no, nothing your kid, you know, that you do for your kid impresses them. She doesn't, she doesn't care. I caught my daughter. And the books are obviously for younger kids, but I caught her reading an early draft of I Am Sacagawea a couple months ago. And I wait for the inevitable eye roll when she sees me walk in and she looks up, she says, Dad, this one's actually good. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. and I say, that's my, that's my new like tramp stamp that I'm having tattooed. Like, Dad, this one's actually good. But, but the funny nice. part is the story she reacted to when I asked her about it, it was this story, is that she finally, later in her life, comes back to her Shoshani tribe. 
and she's been gone for years. Her family's grown. Her, her brother is now the chief of the tribe. And her brother says, like, welcome home. And now that basically they're like, you don't need to go out with Lewis and Clark anymore. We got you. The, you know, the trip is almost over. But they're going places where there's no Shoshana. You can't even speak the language. So you're going to stay here, right? And she's like, no, I'm going. And to this day, nobody knows why she left. They don't know if it's because she felt like part of the team, because mm. she wanted to go explore. But what the book, what I'm Sakajoya asks is it says, but in that moment, I want to ask you this. What would you do? The great adventure is out there. What would you do? And how my daughter answers that question reveals who she is and who she wants to be. And I wanted I am Sakajui to have that message and make her ask that question as she faces life's great adventures. It's so great. Uh, Monday is uh, Columbus Day. And uh, one of my heroes growing up was Christopher Columbus. And he has been so tainted over the last two or three decades. Have you ever considered uh, doing one of these on Christopher Columbus? Yeah, no, you know, my fa- listen, I grew up as someone who was like, I want to be on the Nina Pinta Santa Maria. I, I mean, we memorized, I was like, I stand right. I was a nerdy history kid. Mm-hmm. But how do you, and, and of course, you know, we obviously, as a culture, sadly, try to rewrite everything and find every flaw. Yep. And then, you know, of course, rip the person apart. Yeah. And I always say, especially for our I Am series, you know, people write to me and they're mad. I did. I am George Washington because they're like, oh, he's a guy who owns slaves. They're mad. Don't do Thomas Jefferson because, you know, I'm like, you kidding me? Not only are these the great men of our world, but mm-hmm. you're looking for someone who's perfect. The only one who's perfect is God, period. That's it. So I would love to do an explorer. I, you know, I'd love to do Christopher Columbus. I'd love to look at anyone. And, I, and I'll look into their lives and I'll see what I see. But to me, what I think we have to do is also teach our kids that it's okay to have a flaw. It's okay to be human. Yeah. You know, we, we've defined mm-hmm. ourselves so often lately in our political party affiliation, and I feel like we've really already lost the battle. You know, what happens is, you know, we, 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 what happened to being an American? What happened to the label you cared about being was being a mm. human being? And in Gandhi, the, the most important part to me in the whole book is there's a point where he says, I'm not perfect. I, lo- I used to lose my temper. Yeah. And he realizes you got to start with yourself to change the world. And the reason it's so important is that these guys, whether it's Columbus or Gandhi or anyone else you can find bad things about, um, you know, if, you, if you're looking for perfection, you're going you're gonna to find uh, nothing. You're going to have books and statues with no one. And I feel like, we, again, we have to do better than that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard to believe. We just passed the 16th anniversary of 9-11. And one of your coolest stories it was the uh, was the hunt for uh, the nine eleven flag. Can you can you remind us about that about that uh, that story and your your search for that? Yeah, no, this was the craziest story I've ever been involved with. Um, everyone knows the famous photograph from nine eleven at Ground Zero of the firefighters raising the American flag right there. Uh, in the rubble. And mm-hmm. what people didn't realize is the flag went missing soon after that. And for 14 years, no one knew where it was. And I, d- and I, I didn't know it had gone. Channel. I didn't know it had gone missing until you mentioned when you were doing the history channel thing yeah. that you were looking for it. And I, like, I, yeah, I didn't realize yeah, I it was lost. Channel and I said, yeah. yeah, I said, we can find it. I said, let, let me do a show where I'll tell the story of the flag. We'll give a $10,000 reward and we'll use our TV show like a modern day wanted poster. And, and they said, are you going to get stuff back? I'm like, I don't know if we'll get that, but we're going to get something back somewhere, maybe one of the smaller items. Mm-hmm. And what no one knew, Pat, was that four days after the very first episode of Lost History aired on the History Channel, a man walks into a, a 
fire station in Everett, Washington, in Washington State. He says, I saw the show Lost History on TV uh, looking for the 9-11 flag, and this is the flag. It took us almost a year to authenticate it, to go through all the DNA testing, the dusting testing, the 9-11 dust that was on it, and the fingerprint testing that had to go for who was touching that flag. It took us the better part of a year, and uh, we got to, on the 15th anniversary of 9-11, unveil that flag in the 9-11 Museum. It is now on display. Someone just sent me a photo of a a Pearl Harbor veteran, and and I'll I'll tell you this. No one knows this story. This is the best part of it, Um, because this came out after we broke the story in the past couple of months is they finally, the guy who uh, who brought it back, everyone was like, oh, he's a criminal, he must have stolen it. We gave a $10,000 reward, but to this day, he's never taken it, because he just wanted to do the right thing. Really? And they, no, they he, I think originally he said, give that to me. Right, no, no, <laughs> yeah. Jeff, he totally said that. <laughs> yeah, um, that was exactly the email I got from him. And so, but I said to him, I, I finally said, can I speak to the guy? I want to thank him. He did something good. He did the right thing, however he got it. That's great. Mm-hmm. And... I had, I had, we had picked the 9-11 flag, and I couldn't, when 9-11 happened, I couldn't focus when we were doing the show on all the victims. You know, I have 3,000 victims, but it's just too hard to fathom. It's too big a number. Mm-hmm. And I was focused on this woman named Michelle Heidenberger, mm-hmm. who was a flight attendant, a dear friend of mine, a flight attendant who died on the Pentagon flight. Mm-hmm. And I always would say, you know, we're doing this for Michelle. That's who we're doing it for. My friend who died right there, that's who I could focus on. That made it more sensible to me. And I said to the guy, um, you know, thank you for giving it back. And he writes me back. As you, he goes, you know why I gave it back? And I'm like, no, I didn't even ask the question. I, I assume you were just doing the right thing. He says, it was because of your friend. You mentioned her on the air, and I just couldn't stop thinking about her. And I, I wow. got to make this phone call where I got to call her husband and basically mm. tell him the story and to tell him that his wife's legacy was still alive um, and to know that to this day, which no one knows, he still hasn't taken that reward, it just made, you know, I think in these days, as we look around, we feel like, can we ever come together as a country again? Is there anything, you know, are we losing our moral compass? Have we lost it already? And it's one of those moments where I felt like, especially when we look at the American flag today, um, we can find so many people fighting over it. But my God, in that moment, did it feel like, you know, good still is going to win in the world. It just was one of those great life-affirming moments. Just an amazing story. It's tremendous. What's next for you? Are you doing more children's books, or are you going to write another political thriller? Yeah, so we do, um, in January, we do I Am Harriet Tubman, because uh, we want to do Harriet Tubman. That doesn't sound like a thriller. (laughs) It's not a thriller. (laughs) It's a thriller of a different sort, right? Yes. It depends. Um, but and then the, the truth is, the new thriller comes out in March. And, you know, I love okay. thinking in I've done books on the on the secret tunnels below the White House. This is the first time um, the government let me sneak into a place I would never thought they would let me into. And they let me into it. It is one of the most humbling places I've ever been. And it starts with the escape artist. It's called the escape artist. And that comes out in March. So we'll have lots of good government secrets to talk about then. Looking forward to that. All right. Yeah. And in the meantime, people can find your books at bradmelzer.com, I assume, and Amazon. And- yeah, no, Amazon, any big bookstore, any bookstore that's out there. And I will say, you know, for those who, who want to teach their kids uh, about, you know, how that nobody wins in a fight mm-hmm. and that we need to kind of make more friends and enemies, you know, Go for I Am Gandhi. Go for I Am Sakajwea. But what I love is not just two books. Is I love that we get to help people build a library of real heroes for their kids and their grandkids and their nieces and their nephews. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Brad. Talk to Thank you later. Thank you, guys. Send love there. All right. See you, Brad. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. 
the Blaze Radio Network. this the the view had a discussion uh yesterday about the second amendment the headline is the view supports the second amendment except the gun part <laughs> Wait, that's kind of important <laughs> uh one of the hosts said uh nobody is saying no one can have guns oh thank you that's so generous of you no no one is taking away guns i'm a supporter of the second amendment I'm not saying we should take away all guns. Then Huston went on to say, uh, went on to insist that automatic weapons should be banned, not realizing they've been banned for 31 years. People don't need automatic weapons. Uh, Or, and then she said, or semi-automatic weapons. They don't need it. Well, okay. Mm -hmm. So I thought you supported the Second Second Amendment. The other thing I can I can think we can ban are those bump cartridges. Can't we ban those? Oh, that's coming. Don't we? Oh, there already there's already a yep. a Diane Feinstein bill in front of the Senate. Don't we understand? Had there been silencers on these guns, there would have been more deaths in Las Vegas. No, we we don't understand that. And by the way, where did the silencer thing come from? He didn't use a silencer. Nobody's saying. Uh, anything about silencers except the left, because what if he had silencers? I don't know. What if he had a nuclear weapon? A lot more people would have died, too. What if? He didn't. Why are we talking about that? It's pathetic. I mean, it's just no logic here. Uh, Travis in North Dakota. You're on the blaze. Hi. Yes. Hey, hey Pat. Hi. Hey, first, first thing I want to <laughs> say is I live on the shores of Lake Sakakawea. Not Sakakawea, or however you guys are saying it. Get that right. Sakakawea? Is that is that really Sakakawea. the pronunciation? That is how we pronounce it here on the shores of the Big Lake. But is that the correct pronunciation? <laughs> you don't that's know. How, that's, that, oh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. My whole life, it's, it's been Sakakawea. I don't know if I can go to Sakakawea now. I, I don't know. Uh, it's like You'll a, have to make an attempt. All right, we'll see. No. What I'm, what I'm calling about... Mm-hmm. Is banning the guns and assault rifles and banning all that makes just as much sense as banning more than two people in a public place. I mean, the guy in, mm-hmm. was it in France on the Riviera, run the, the truck through all those people. The guy in England was at a concert. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the people in uh, Florida were at a nightclub. <laughs> Seems to me if you get rid of all the people in, in one place, if you just put one or two people there, you're good to go. What? It makes about the same amount of sense. Yeah, can can you imagine how if you don't have any large gatherings, you can't kill a lot of people. You could only kill two, right? That's, that's the same. Yeah, that's, that's you, brilliant. You can either limit the, the number of the mag- bullets in a magazine or limit the number of people there are to kill. Either way. My next call is to Nancy Pelosi with your idea, Travis. But, but Travis, uh, <laughs> uh, a quick yeah. question. How do you pronounce Sacagawea again? Sacagawea. And how did you pronounce Riviera? 
Oh, I was stumbling there. I'm on a... I'm okay, I thought I thought you were... Jeez, give him a break. I thought there was another way to say Riviera as well. That's all. I was just making sure. Okay, just making sure. Thanks, Travis. Appreciate it. No, you're fine. No. Mark in Maryland, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, we need an Article 5 convention held now. We need to be able to limit the time in office of everyone at the federal levels. I absolutely agree with it. And we absolutely support the Mark Levin's push on that, and I, I really want it to happen. Uh, but you know, there's a lot of conservatives who don't agree with that. Conservatives, progressives, whatever—they're all from the same bolt of cloth right now. Yeah. Uh, you just uh, make it very simple: one term, everybody; one term, Congress; one term, mm. senator; even one term, president. Get everybody out of there. <laughs> if, if they're a bum, throw the bum out. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mark. That's a little it's a little stricter than I would go. Uh, I would go two terms with the Senate, so 12 years maximum. Six terms for Congress, so 12-year maximum. 12-year maximum, both houses of Congress. And then stick with the eight years for president. And then I think that takes care of a lot of the problems. But again... My push right now, I want to see these guys in their own district. I want them to stop legislating from Washington, D.C. Legislate from your home district. Be accessible to the people you represent. That would change everything. Mm-hmm. It, honestly, that would change everything. Scott in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Love hey. the new show. Thank you. Um, just had a small observation on the clips you played from the M- Michelle Obama speech. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she was busy working with the Clinton moving company at the white house during primaries, but did she notice that the Republican party offered up candidates such as Marco Rubio, Carly Fiorini, Dr. Ben Carson, whereas on the left, they had an old white lady and an old white guy. Thank you. (laughs) Such a good point. Thanks Scott. Lest we forget. Yes, we had, was it two uh, African Americans? Ben Carson was one. Ben Carson. Uh, maybe I'm thinking uh, um, previous to that because we've had two in the last eight years. I know that. So, <clears throat> so we had, and then we had two Hispanics. Sure. We had a woman. Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio. Right. We had Ben Carson. We had um, Carly Fiorina. Yes. Uh, let's see who else. I mean, there's more than just those four. I know uh, that were minorities. Well, I, or, I think many of those people were uh, uh, the rest of them just old, see. terrible white people, men. Yeah. Bobby Jindal. Oh yeah, Bobby Jindal. I mean, come on. Which Bobby party? Jindal? And then and the Democrats literally had Good point. Hillary Jeez. Clinton, Bernie Sanders, and uh, some guy that dropped out like five milliseconds after he started because he was the metric guy. Remember that Lincoln Chafee. Oh yeah, Ch- Chafee. That would have fixed all of America's problems, though, had we gone to the metric system. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's Pat Gray unleashed. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network.
Gray returns. And thanks for being here with us. Uh, 888-933-93. Black Lives Matter shut down ACLU, the ACLU's free speech event. There's very few organizations more left-wing than the ACLU. And they shut shut them down, too. With uh, chants like, hate speech is violence. No, no, it's not. Hate speech is hate speech. It's violence is violent. I mean, hates, hate speech is free speech. It's the only kind. I mean, how many times do you have to say this to people before it finally sinks in? It's the only kind of speech you need to protect. Why Love speech doesn't need to be protected. Nobody wants to ban it. Uh, fun speech is it doesn't need to be protected because nobody minds fun speech. Hate speech is something that's hard. People don't like to hear it, so they want to ban it. Well, that, no. No. Unless you're threatening somebody's life, then that runs into a different sort of speech and a different sort of issue. Man, I just, this goes to what I said earlier. People are stupid on the left. <laughs> and I stand by that. Stand by that. And I, mean, I, I stand by air on the side of freedom. Yeah. Jeez, why are we banning stuff? It's so ridiculous. <clears throat> Uh, Corey in Arizona, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, thanks for having me on. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, how police tactics can help prevent something like this. Okay. If um, counter-sniper tactics were employed Mm -hmm. either with a counter-sniper team or setting off like a thousand-yard perimeter and then casing out potential snipers' nests, I think we could avoid something like this, and I think that's what the message that conservatives should be pushing. I also wonder if perhaps if those techniques were used at Lollapalooza, given that the Secret Service was probably there. Um, oh, yeah. And maybe that did spook him off me or his accomplice who cased it. I know he himself didn't physically go there, but maybe he had an accomplice that right. cased the place and saw some of those techniques in place and spooked him off. It, just a simple walkthrough of potential sniper um, nests would have stopped this event because of all the red flags that would have gone up with him barricading in uh, the hotel. Just a 24-hour prior police walkthrough could have stopped this. And just to explain, the reason security, uh, the reason Secret Service would have been at the Lollapalooza event in Chicago is that Malia Obama was there. So uh, that that's an interesting theory, Corey, and it kind of makes some sense. Uh, do you have a background in security or strategy like this, or? Oh, I'm a military veteran. Okay. Army. Thanks for your service. Appreciate it. Uh, You're welcome. Thanks for your taxes. Yep. You bet. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good comeback to that. that. Angie in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hi. (laughs) Hey, Pat. Thanks for taking my call. Mm -hmm. I wanted to uh, answer your question as to what happened to common sense. Okay. Most people don't have common sense because common sense is the least common of all the senses. Sadly, that's true. Uh, sadly, that's true. I think we have we have more uh, extrasensory perception than we do common sense. Uh, Robert, and I also it, wanted to yeah. tell you, give you a new definition for coincidence. Okay. What coincidence is is God remaining anonymous. <laughs> that's nice. I like that. Appreciate the call. Thanks. I want to give you a definition for an island. Okay. This is an island. Mm-hmm. Okay. Surrounded by surrounded by water, water, big water, big ocean water, water, ocean water. 
And it wears him out, it sounds like. You know, it's like water. <laughs> Ocean water. This is an island. An island. Surrounded by. Surrounded by. Water. Water. Big water. Big Ocean water. water. Ocean water. All right. Okay. I looked up after the show yesterday. Did you? Just to make sure yeah. that he what he's saying is are true facts and not fake news. Really? I looked up the definition of an island. It literally is a uh-uh. a piece of land surrounded by water. Now, it, it didn't go into big water or ocean water, but it did say water. That's that's verbatim what it says here at dictionary.com. How did you... That's pretty good, man. I, a I told piece you, of I land surrounded by water. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm impressed. The end. I mean, you can't argue with it. This because is an island. An island. Surrounded, surrounded by, by water, water, big water, big ocean water. water, ocean water. But it doesn't say big water, ocean no, water. No, it does not. That part is omitted. I don't think they have the room on the page. It might be the abridged version. Robert in South Carolina, you're on the blaze. Hi. Uh, hey, Pat. Hey. Uh, this is Robert. Uh, just wanted to let you know, uh, listen to you about the water and the island in Puerto Rico. As many times as y'all said it, it's funny. But what's funny about it is some of them on the left still don't understand why he had to explain it that way, why they couldn't get more help there in time. And they still don't understand. They still do not get it. I'm serious. Let me say something else, Pat. I watch you and Glenn have been for years. I'm disabled, so I watch six hours of you every day, lock clockwork with my meals and everything. Thank you. I love you. God bless you. You Let me just say this about the South there. I've lived in South Carolina all of my life, and I'm 69 disabled. I've heard a couple things. Glenn said one day something, and I can't remember exactly, but he said something about Christians not approving of Jews. Somebody said it, not approved, but something like they wouldn't like them or don't appreciate them. Uh, I don't find that to be true. Love Jews as God oh, loves the people. I'm the adopted one as far as I'm concerned, but I've loved Jewish people. I've sent money in to help the Jews this over in Russia and everything. We had to advertise needing food and stuff. Mm-hmm. And just like I've sent money to y'all for the Underground Railroad and still doing that. So I love you Thank guys you. and everything. Um, uh, one other thing about Abraham Lincoln, I was a history major in college. I did a thesis thing on Abraham Lincoln. Loved him, got all kind of books. That was the first book I can ever remember reading in the fourth grade. So most people in South far as I know, I've never read anybody that doesn't like uh, uh, Lincoln. So, uh, you know, and, and one other thing, too, about the South, the, the prejudice thing, when that Charleston shooting happened, uh, all the people, a lot of the white people showed up and brought food, and Jesse and all them got on the plane came down. When they saw there wasn't going to be a ride, they went back home. Because here, going into Walmart yesterday, I was holding something. I'm just barely walking. And I dropped something. This black lady turned around, picked it up, and said, you okay? And handed it to me. I've done the same thing, holding doors open for black women. Uh, It's a lot different. Obama set us back some, uh, even in the South. But Mm -hmm. things are much better here than people think. It really is because I'm an ordinary guy. I go to church. I'm around people. Mm -hmm. Uh, I care about black people. In fact, the thing that makes me mad is, it's white trash. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. White Thanks. Trash. Thanks, yeah. Robert. Okay. Appreciate it. So, 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 in other words, these are things I just wanted to share with you. All right. God bless you. You too. Thank you. Uh, Paul in Texas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Paul. Hey, Pat. How you doing? Doing good. Um, er- earlier, you took a call from a guy who was railing against the AR-15. Yeah. Yeah. Earlier. Yeah. Well, you know the answer. The answer you should have brought up was Charles Whitman. 
This guy used a Remington 700 bolt-action rifle with a three-round clip, and he was able to kill 14 people in Austin. Yeah, 1966. You're talking about the clock tower shooting. Exactly. He used a bolt-action on that? Yes, he did. Wow, okay. And so, I mean, if you're going to do evil, you're going to find a way to do it. Yeah, it is true. It doesn't matter the gun you use. Definitely. I mean, appreciate the call, Paul. Uh, In China... Was it last? No, it was a couple of years ago. There was the guy who stabbed 29 people. Right. I don't remember if any died, but I know he injured with stab wounds 29 Horrible. people. And this is not the only country in which this happens. Is it more frequent here? Yeah, probably, because we have more freedom here, and we do have the right to own guns, and we do have freedom of movement and there's a lot of factors that go into it. We also have a more diverse population than anyone else on the planet. We have, we have cultures and uh, heritages that mix together most of the time really well. Sometimes they clash. And so, yeah, there are some nuts in the society. And you, you just can't avoid that. There's going to be nuts. You got the guy in... in uh, Norway, who killed how many kids? 79 a few years ago? Mm-hmm. 79. Uh, so I, you just, you can't, you can't safety wrap the entire society. There's just no way. 888 Ivy in Idaho. You're on the blaze. Hi. 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 Uh, I just wanted to give a hands up for CBD oil. It's CBD. What is that? CBD oil. It comes from marijuana plant. Okay, so it's an active ingredient in marijuana. Yeah. Well, okay. they do something with it. It doesn't make you nuts. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a pain pain reliever. Killer. Yeah. 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 And uh, I'm 84 years old. I already went through the stent thing, and they failed. And I was having a lot of pain, so I was getting the opiates which were punishing me more than helping i think okay <laughs> but then did you get you got the cbd oil yeah my daughter sneaks it over here from spokane <laughs> oh really okay, yeah. okay. all right <laughs> and, so uh, she is transporting cbd oil across yeah, state lines and across wow. the border into idaho for me wow and it helps oh that's good that's great. It, it it's you know not a total. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't constipate me like the opiates did. Right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I and I appreciate the call. When you're sick like that, yeah. I I am a total advocate of just about anything within reason that helps. I I I know what pain feels like. I've had ruptured discs and herniated discs in my back for almost 30 years of my life and uh i understand the pain situation it's very fatiguing it's tiresome and so anything that will relieve the pain just about anything you want to do and i don't see why especially with with the oil or the pill form why would that be illegal why i don't think there's an argument especially when you're not smoking the pot even then i think you should be able to use it for medicinal purposes but if it's in an oil or a pill form, there's absolutely no reason to ban that. It's ridiculous. Brian in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hi. 
Hey, Mr. Padge, it's an honor to speak to you, sir. You too, thanks. Um, <clears throat> yes, sir. Um, you mentioned the suppressor um, issue that, that the Democrats keep bringing up, and what it is is there's a, a bill, um, and I'm not certain on the number or um, on where it's at. I think it's called the Hearing Protection Act that they were trying to pass in Congress um, to get suppressors to where all you had to do is is go through the background check and you could purchase one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's what they're trying to, to get ahead of and, and defeat that bill before it ever gets passed. Mm. Yeah, well, you so have to... That, yeah, that's yeah. where the suppressor issue is coming up. You have to admire their tenacity because they're always ahead of us on these things and we never seem to... We, we never seem to push these issues. Thanks, Brian. Yep. It was quiet. It was quiet for a while, and now yeah. um, it was almost to where it was getting through. But now they're it's pretty much done. Now I think. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Thanks for the call. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Late 900-3393. Uh, we got some tweets here. At Pat Unleashed. Will says... <laughs> we're going to have to do this early next week. <laughs> Bring back the rules for callers. Uh-huh. Stop asking how I'm doing. <laughs> I was good 10 callers ago and still good. Still? So it's frustrating, even Will. Uh, so we maybe, maybe we'll go back... <laughs> uh, and uh, revisit the rules for callers. Wait, wait, can I just say something? I worked with a guy in radio once who, when callers would come and say, hey, how you doing? He would say, I'm terrible, or I'm absolutely horrible. But they would just blow right through that and get into their point, which is where we want you to start to begin with. Yeah, but you run the danger that they're going to discuss it with you. But and they never did. That delays the call. They weren't even asking, wait, what's yeah. wrong, man? Tell me. And they didn't care. It's I just, know. Anyhow, <laughs> fun stuff. Also from uh, D... Chapel or Chappelle, the larger and slower the animal, the more protection it requires. Jeffy should know that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Hold on. That was in reference to uh, the turtle story that he had, maybe? Uh, I don't know. I think hunting? I don't know. Let's see here. Um, let's see. Andrew Richardson tweets out, uh, all politicians should be required to serve two terms. One in office and one in prison. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's pretty much. good. Uh, uh, that's a good line. You want? Uh, oh, I like this now. Corey Emerson tweeted out earlier, um, in the language of the day, well-regulated meant well-equipped. So when we're talking about a well-regulated mm-hmm. militia, are we saying a well-equipped militia? Well, that's, yes, if you're going by the founder's definition of that. Well, I think we should. Yes, we should. Um, that's not what the Democrats are talking about, mm-hmm. however. Maxim, uh, you want one more? A car isn't de- designated for killing, or isn't designed for killing, yet more people die from them. Common sense car reform. What if we made cars out of foam? Mm-hmm. Foam rubber. Wouldn't less people die? Mm. What if we made cars out of cotton swabs? Wouldn't, wouldn't that save a lot of that's lives? That's going to help. Yeah. It's going to do some good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if instead of cars, 
we put wheels on pillows. That way, you smash into somebody, it's not going to hurt anything. All right? And we can safety wrap this society. Just give us some time. Uh, Andy in Washington, you're on the blaze. Hi. Oh, hello, Pat. Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. I got a suggestion I would love for somebody, hint, hint, would, to pass on to our legislators. Everybody's all stressed out about these bump stocks. How about, I got an idea here, somebody write up the legislation that would put the bump stocks onto the NFA list and then attach that to the bill that has the Hearing Protection Act on it. <laughs> that way, we get our silencers for our hearing protection and they get their bump stocks gone. <laughs> and that's and kind of what that's kind of the way the left plays the game isn't it it's yeah i was gonna say if they want to play it that yeah. way then hey let's just do it that right. way so you know somebody pass that on to our legislators hint hint anyway and the other part is is you know i just wanted to comment on the stupidity that i'm hearing all over the airwaves about this that and people talking about it both left and right about gun control and stuff and and what this shooter did and stuff is all wrong and they don't know what they're talking about, like this bump stock thing. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I'm glad he was using a bump stock because less people died probably because of that. Because bump stocks make guns very inaccurate, and he's just spraying oh. bullets everywhere. Yeah. Granted, the injuries would have probably been less. Mm-hmm. The number of injured people would have probably been less. But if he had just been aiming and firing, there'd probably be a lot more dead people. And I'm so I'm glad. Yeah. Any any time you have, my understanding is, and I'm not a gun expert, Andy, but any time you have an automatic weapon, you lose a certain amount of accuracy, right? Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and in fact, actually, bump stocks are worse than even a full auto. You really lose accuracy because the, it's designed to rock the gun around. That's how you get it to fire rapidly and how the bump stock works. It's just kind of pure mm. physics, but it really makes the gun inaccurate. And, well, I've shot one, and I wouldn't own one because it makes the gun inaccurate. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I have to tell you right now, I'm glad the guy was using one because if he hadn't been an idiot and had not been using one, we'd have a lot more dead people. So yeah. I'm glad that there aren't. This guy was an animal, but he was an idiot. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, I've talked to a lot of military personnel who say that uh, the automatic weapons that they get in the military – that they don't even like using them because they're so inaccurate. Because you you pull that thing and there's you know a lot of jerking around. Yeah. And if you don't have to aim and and pull the trigger every time, it's just it it does hurt the accuracy. Mm. So in this case, it's a really good thing. Sure. Uh, Mike in Arizona, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey Pat. Hey. What happened? What happened to that uh, wonderful charitable outfit, Clinton Foundation, as far as helping out? Uh, around the maybe the big water island over there yeah the or some Puerto of the Rico. other situations going on yeah uh, that's a good question I don't, I don't know i haven't heard them swooping into the rescue like they did it they did in haiti mm. and the big controversy is almost none of that money went to haiti nope uh so yeah i, I don't know that we want the clinton foundation involved in this because it's <laughs> <laughs> totally corrupt but you're right usually they at least be claiming that they're helping out uh, thanks for the call, yeah. Mike. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, um, an interesting article. Boy, I, they are going after Megyn Kelly right now on NBC. Net a sixty nine million dollar mistake Ooh. for NBC. They're they're claiming in this article. Network executive slammed the 
floundering Megan Kelly as they reveal she's making $23 million yearly in a three-year deal for her morning show, rivaling the salaries of Matt Lauer and Jimmy Fallon and apparently not pulling the ratings yet. But who knows? I mean, it's it's a little early in, in uh, her show for making any kind of definitive statement. Although we've talked about before, it does seem like she's lost momentum. Because uh, a lot of people thought she could really write her own ticket and go anywhere and be successful. Uh, but that doesn't, it doesn't feel that way now, does it? No, that's because she changed who she was. Seems like Like it. she was popular for being hard-hitting and asking the yeah. tough questions and making the guest uncomfortable. Then she did that interview with Trump and, you know, didn't... Didn't she wasn't the same, and yeah, now true. she's doing this fluff stuff, and, and, it, and it's just not what they wanted. And it felt like she sold out for yeah, Trump. Exactly, it, it really did. Um, according to a new daily presidential tracking poll, with the Rasmussen report, he, uh, the president Donald Trump, is up to forty-five percent of approval of likely U.S. voters, fifty-four fifty-four percent disapprove. So he's still. Nine points underwater, but this is a much better number than he's had in the past. And I think it might be because people are responding to this. This is an island mm-hmm. surrounded by surrounded by water, water, big water, big ocean water, water, ocean water. And if you've ever compared the water uh, from an ocean compared to, let's say, the water from a mountain stream, okay, way bigger, is it? way bigger do you have a definition for that though because earlier you had the island definition how about for water because if there's more than one kind of water there's probably more than one definition no we'll have to turn to donald for that because he has all the best words and the most knowledge and went to the best schools and did the best things and stuff um (laughs) (laughs) got me there also this weekend uh, look out for another hurricane. Oh, yes. Uh, Just this, formed. This one's tracking, it looks like, to somewhere in Alabama, maybe the Florida Panhandle. Yeah. Looks like it's going to completely spare Texas, which is... Nate. Really good, really good news. But Hurricane Nate, it's it's just going to be a Category 1, maybe, it looks like, okay. when, it, when it reaches shore. So a lot of times, they weaken even more than that. And so, who knows? It might even be a tropical storm by the end of this thing but still another one Jeez, tropical depression 16 uh strengthened to tropical storm nate near the atlantic coast of nicaragua or as television newscasters might say nicaragua i'm sorry where's that nicaragua and uh, will threaten part of the southern united states as a hurricane this weekend again just a category one it's getting kind of late in the season so things are cooling off a little bit, and they don't they don't build to the strength. But we'll keep an eye on that. We'll uh, also we got a best up tomorrow. We will see you back here on Monday live with David Barton and uh, some Columbus Day information that should be fantastic. We'll see you then on Pat Gray Unleashed. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.